This is the Criterion Increase Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm Danzig. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're rising to the throne. To the How wind. long will we last, though? The porcelain we... throne? <laughs> the stool collection. <laughs> As we watch spine 421 of the Criterion Collection, Bernardo Bertolucci, The Last Emperor from 1987. But first, RJ... Um, people won't appreciate this or uh, know, but uh, we've gathered a little earlier. Well, a touch, a hair. A touch. Could could have done it even earlier if uh, if I was aware of um the, the going on. Well, yeah. I didn't know either. I mean, uh, this is the thing about uh, uh, indeterminate time is uh, you kind of just like let it you let it flow. Uh, things, things happen. They come. Like, they go. They don't happen. I don't know. It's fine. Nope. You talking about the flow phase? I mean, sure, we could have been recording thirty minutes from now. Could have, but, but now when... we're we're recording. Everything's gonna be out of whack, um, uh, out yeah. of sorts. I mean, wow. it might be. How does this align? How is this aligning with your um, bowel movements? Well, I, I did need to go just before, so I tried to uh, take care of that. But I mean, did you tried? Were you successful? Uh, well, I mean. It's never really a game of success or failure. It's just kind of a an ongoing marathon it's, uh, of ups and downs. Answer the question. Ebbs and flows. You know what I mean. Yeah. Sometimes the ebbs are yeah. ebbing, and sometimes the flow will be flowing. You know. Right. Constipation. I see. I see. Well, I I, I always make good. I always yeah. I always make good on my uh my deliveries, but. Uh, Sometimes there's there was more in the truck than I uh, realized. You get home and you say, "Hey, there's two extra packages left in here. Better go again." And then you uh -oh. get home and then you go, "Hey, there's two extra packages in here. Better go make a pit stop." Yeah. And then by that time you need to regas and then uh, and then the, your truck's full of packages again before you even realize. And you go, "Oh, guess I better go again." You know, it's a delicate situation, Jared. It is delicate. Yeah. Too bad. Not too bad. Well, next week we could start at um, 9 a.m. if you want. Ooh. Or not. I don't know. Damn. Or, or not. Well, are you in <clears throat> enjoying your forced uh, your forced vacation days? Well, it's not so much forced as uh, it's Mandatory. the only time I can really take them. Mm-hmm. I mean that's true. So you know, it's just it's just scraping at them. Got so many. You could take yeah, a whole month pretty, off. It's pretty good. Um, time goes by fast when you're having fun. <laughs> really? Oh, you should. Uh, that's a pretty clever saying. You should. Yeah, someone should put, put that, that on a t-shirt. A t-shirt poster. Or a mug or something. Mugs. Yeah. yeah, that's catchy. A lot, a lot of a keychain, perhaps. Wow, that'd be cool. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're podcasting. Yeah, look at us go. <laughs> yeah, people love uh, this uh, back and forth. How's, how's, how's your uh, content creation going over there? Uh, good, well, I, I just told you about my content creation <clears throat> in, in, a, in a way, in a sense. Yeah. Because you're uh, talking about poop. <laughs> hey, but that's a. But we actually are supposed to today, so. Oh, we will. Of, it will come up. Thing. It. I, I guarantee it will come up. Well, let's uh, uh, let's maybe uh, make sure we dog ear that so we don't forget. Uh, hmm. Make yeah. sure we come. We circle back to yeah. that. Uh, what's 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 new with you? What's happening in your world? Um. I, I hear there's a, a frankly, conference going on uh, amongst the in the uh, pizzeria business. Yeah, the hut the hut does have an annual kind of bi a biannual conference, uh, which oh. uh, um, it's, I it's uh, like the entire region, like it's all the pizzerias. It it is a re it's a regional pizzeria kind of thing. Um, Pizza Hut is like the host because you know obviously. Oh. Does it change um, every year though? Uh, the host? No, it's always the same place. Like okay. the content changes. Like there might be new presenters each year. Like like maybe next year Domino's is like the the kind of headline the, key, the keynote to the keynote, the keynote speaker yeah but it's always hosted at uh, pizza hut headquarters phhq we call it um or hey the, rj i know you're a yeah. big uh, pizza hut fan so who's the current yeah. ceo of pizza hut john pizza that's not true well you've been exposed i'm sorry john pizza everybody and, uh, knows it's aaron powell since september 20th 2021 everyone knows um, that that is a that's a shadow uh, like a ghostwriter for uh shadow game operations uh we can't have the real ceo out there do you do you do you have any idea how valuable that man would be out in the world he's number one on most hey. targeted for kidnapping okay question second question okay yeah. you know he's disposable they all are uh who does he report to john pizza uh, correct. Uh, and the, you, the board of pizza. Oh, I, as you would know, as an employee of Pizza Hut, uh -huh. uh, they, it's a subsidiary of Yum Brands, mm -hmm, and the mm -hmm. CEO of Yum Brands is David Gibbs. Yeah, that's another David kind Gibbs. Of, um, that's kind of a like a not a bait and switch, but that's kind of like a, a false flag. Uh, so, I just want to mention that Aaron Powell, uh, in his role as the CEO. Uh, the, yeah. which is the chief executive officer of the Pizza yes. Hut division. Uh -huh. uh, he's responsible for driving Pizza Hut's, Hut's uh, global growth strategies, franchise yeah. operations, and performance. So that's a, he's a mm -hmm. pretty big deal uh, in the cheese well, world. Who do you think invented uh, stuffed crust? I don't know. If, I don't think it was him. Well, maybe think again, friend. Yeah, no, I, I really doubt it was. Uh, yeah, well, it was John Stuffed. Actually, ah, they went yeah. to the source. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you if you want authenticity, you better uh, better call the people who um, you know, live it, live that life, yeah, that lifestyle. So, I mean, that's pretty good in my in my books, which is which yeah. is kind of good for me and you. Hey, I mean, he keeps you keeps you in uh, heaters. Mm -hmm. uh, but speaking of which, you haven't you didn't never followed up on what uh, the state of your heater. Do you want to hear something crazy? I would love to hear something crazy, it, as would our listeners. Yeah, you know, it's actually that's uh, that's that's maybe playing it a little bit too um too big. Uh, do you want to hear something mildly interesting? I uh, I, I'll you know what I'll settle for that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I was talking to that guy who's my friend, and like he could fix it. 
for me, but I, I sometimes feel bad asking him to do too much stuff. Like I would, I would pay him obviously, you know, but, uh, it's like, he's got to take his personal time to do things. So anyways, I, ju- I was just asking him his advice and he's like, yeah, I'd get that fixed. And I was like, okay. Uh, so I didn't ask him to do it just cause, uh, I didn't want to burden him, but, um, they called a vocal outfit and, uh, they were scheduled to come yesterday. And, uh, I was given no window for when they were going to come. Cool. So, so like, you know, usually like I understand the window where it's like one to four and you're like, that's a big window, but mm-hmm. okay, whatever. At least I know I can do stuff before one. Um, <laughs> some call, I, some call it a window. Others call it an ass flap. Yes. Continue. But, but what if you were just told they'll be there on Tuesday? And I went, uh, when? And they're like, yeah, they'll be there. And I was like, uh, okay. So, uh, I, I first heard a doorbell at 8 8 a.m., but it was just a, a delivery man of Amazon, and I went, oh, okay. But then I was, I was on wow. edge. That's I service. Was on edge. I was, yeah, I mean, our delivery guys are very early, sometimes too early when I'm sleeping in on the yeah. weekends. You know what I mean? Um, sometimes when I'm leaving for work at like 7.30. What did you have delivered? What did you have delivered at 8 a.m. from Intelcom? Uh, it was um, a new scoop for the cat litter boxes. I see. Okay. Yeah, I, I upgraded to a metal serrated scoop that's kind of has kind of a larger bandwidth. <laughs> it doubles as a weapon. <laughs> well, okay, so I I've just been using the plastic boy, but uh, but uh, you know, it's it was getting old and it was getting broken, and I was just like, you know what? Let's treat let's treat this thing right. Let's uh let's upgrade to a, a um, big um, metal metal one. And I'm, I'm really glad kinda... you I'm, I'm glad you cut Jeff Bezos in on a piece of the action. <laughs> Well, I would have got it at the local pet store, but um, I I do buy my I, I do buy everything else at the local pet store, like kitty litters and and mm. foods and things. So uh, I was like, I can give I can give Jeff this one. He can yeah. he can take my money for my uh my scoop. Um. So, anyways, I was on edge all day because I like because that first thing I was just like, oh shit! I was like, is this guy gonna come at any time now? Like he could, uh, but uh they weren't here like all day. Um, so I just kind of sat around the house, like a lump too afraid to do anything. And then, um, and then what happened? Uh, they called me yeah. and, uh, I, I kind of explained it to you. Yes. Or last week. Right. Like we still have heat, but it just like turns on. And then I like it, like it hasn't done it in a week or two actually. So, okay. So it's problem resolved, I suppose. But, I suppose. uh, uh, it's kind of like our new issue is um, landline phones, and if they're connected to well, the furnace in any way. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're trying to call you right now. Oh yeah, hold on. Hello, furnace man. Yes, okay. Where okay, are you? I... Yes, where are you? Where's my window? <laughs> so, anyways, the guy calls me and he's like, "So you got no heat, eh?" And I was like, "Um," <laughs> I was like, "No." I was. Like, he was really old, and uh, I can't place his accent. Like, I don't know. Maybe he's like Bulgarian or something. He's like, "So what?" Uh, you got the no heat, eh? And I was like, uh, eh? No. I was like, uh, no, we have heat. So I was like, it's, uh, I was like, this is what's going on. And I was like, I have a friend who knows this stuff, and he told me it's this. And I, I named the thing exactly. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, okay. He's like, well, he's like, you say it's not doing it right now, huh? And I was like, no, it's not right now, but this is what the problem is that we need to replace. And he's like, well, it's not doing it. We're not going to replace it. He's like, maybe if it starts, if it breaks again, then we'll come out there. He's like, so in my opinion, we should cancel this appointment. And I went, uh, I went, okay. He's like, yeah, because you got to pay me to get in there. But if it's not broken, I'm not going to do anything. And I was like, um, uh, I was like, okay. I wasn't going to argue with him. I was just like, uh, 
What, what, so like what how what time of day was this at this is at the, about 3 p.m is when ah, they finally called me. actually after yeah. you've been waiting for, for like eight hours for uh, a full uh, a full work day of what mine yes. would be if i wasn't at a uh, hot uh, pizza con so yeah sweet so, so the next time when it break does fail mm-hmm. you, you can expect that kind of service and it's an actual emergency yeah when you we, don't uh, have heat and it's minus 40 and uh, mm-hmm. our friend, a our friend from the Eastern Bloc, a bud. So you don't got to eat there, eh? and I was like, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was trying to be, per- um, uh, you know, I was trying to get after this thing before it was a problem, but I'll, I'll just have to talk to that guy and I'll be like, hey man, can you come fix this thing for me? But uh, I'm blacklisting a lot of furnace places now because this was a new one that we were gonna try. Uh, cause the, the last people who put in our water tank when that blew up last year, uh, those guys, we felt, um, jilted by those guys too. Okay. Cause like every time we turn our tap on, we can hear our water thing going, dunk, dunk. and we're like, what is that? And then we brought them back and they looked like, they looked at it twice and they're like, oh yeah, it's uh, it's just this thing. And we're like, what? Or like, is that normal? And they're like, well, it happens. And we're like, can you fix it? And they're like, no. <laughs> I went, oh, Okay. Well, we're, not gonna, like, we're not gonna do that yeah guys like you'll get used to it and we're like uh <laughs> I don't okay wanna. so i'm blackballing a lot of furnace places here jared yeah me just too. so you know just so me you know me too so that's my mildly interesting story um, that, that that is so mild uh yeah it lived up to the hype yes yes it's a it wasn't um it wasn't a wild it wasn't wild and out, but it was mild and out. I guess. But but, but it was uh, crazy timing that I happened to ask, and it was just a it just it happened yesterday. Just a, a flick away from uh, from us talking, you know, a flick like. Wow. I don't even know us. That's a word we don't, you know use, RJ. We don't use. RJ. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe you're gonna have to start. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're gonna have to start. So, anyways, that happened, and that yep. was um. Sweet. Cool. Yep. So I, mean, I, I, I cleaned. Yeah, I, I used, used the... my nervous energy to clean the house, and then uh, I I, uh, I beat that Metro game that I was playing. So that damn so I finished that. So that that, that 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 game looks real um real gross. It is real gross. Well, I know I know you're pro mutant, but are you I a? Am. <laughs> I am. I am part of the mutant agenda. You are yes. Uh, um, I know uh, <laughs> Henry Trask is gunning for me. Trask is coming for you. I know Eric Lencher is uh, one of your best pals. Yeah. You guys really have yeah. shared mentalities. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm like, I, I, I prefer, I prefer referring to ourselves as the Brotherhood of Mutants. I'm an, ah, uh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm a mutant ally though. The bombs, um, Brotherhood of Mutants. Yeah, yeah. But where does Senator Kelly fall on this? On this Ooh, game? Dang. Can Wait. he? Can he be persuaded? I don't know. Okay, well, I know he's not pro mutant. I know you are, but are you? Would you say that you're pro flesh tube? Uh, yeah, I'd be lying if I was if I said no. Yeah. Okay. Well, what uh, what about pro hung skins? I mean, RJ, who are you talking to? Okay, I, well, I'm I'm the flayed skin hanging from wall guy. You're the fl- the flayed man himself. Yeah. People always misconstrue that. Hey, they it's. People think you've been flayed, but you go, no, I'm the flayer. I'm Bobby Flay. Roose uh, Roos Bolton. Roose Bolton. Uh, from the old Bo- Game of Thrones. Yeah. His, uh, his banner was uh, the flayed man. The flayed man, it sure was. Yeah, that could be you, man. No, or it Bobby is you, Flay. I suppose. No. 
Well, Jared, if you like those things, then maybe the Metro series is for you, friend. Um, Damn. This game. Now, uh, did, did, did they like uptick the uh, the the ick factor in this one? Oh well, More... yes, a hundred percent. There was no flesh tubes in the first two games. Just uh, this third one. Cowards. Cowards. But, uh, this one, uh, this one came out like a couple of years ago, so it's the most, it's the most recent one. Um, they improved a lot of stuff. They're good games. They're fun. They got good crafting and stuff like that. But, uh, the, um, what they put into these things, like, uh, concept wise, man, it's good. Uh, it's very, uh, it's, it's different from a lot. Like there's, there's a lot of like post-apocalypse games out there and a lot of zombie games, but this one's got a cool Curious. kind of, this one's got a cool kind of like, uh. I don't know, just something different, something unique to it. But uh, they added some, some. Uh, they added a couple new creatures. What were they? Um, they were kind of like fluke men. Are you pro fluke man, Jared? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yes. am pro all the things. Okay, so yeah. maybe the Metro series is for you. I mean, uh, visually, sure, but I mean, I don't know. There's no minis to be painted. That's a that's a shame because it's got cool monsters. Like, um, yeah. So this one had a fluke men. Uh, there's like werewolf dogs. So um, and like I, I audio booked the 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 first book in the summer. It's cool. So I think I explained it to you. Like it's Russia after the nukes have gone off and people have been living in the metro lines for like 30 years and they're starting to come like come back to the surface. But there's mutants everywhere. It's a uh, it's it's a neat idea. Uh, there's um, they call them the dark ones and they're like the uh the the mind mutants that like haunt people's minds and stuff and they make weird shit happen those guys are cool there's wolf men's there's fluke men's there's worm monsters uh, yep. there's flesh tubes which was this so that was new the flesh tube thing was new in this one there was you were in one of the metro lines and it was like being taken over by flesh and it was like these worm guys uh and then, and then the fluke men got you and you're like, like oh no that's scary uh so that was cool yep. um what else was in the this one you drove a van for a while so that's pretty neat you know vans and stuff uh are you that was was one of my complaints about the movie we watched this week not enough like driving vans vans. yeah i know i know people love van uh life uh they love van life this one's cool you're on a train and you're like touring around russia and you get all the seasons and you go to like different land or like different biomes of russia you go to like the taiga and you're just like hey that's neat and it's like it's like fall and you're just like oh that's cute that's cute so uh yeah there's definitely more um uh there is more ickiness in this one like there's no flesh tubes in previous games uh but then uh what else is there um you fight a bear obviously because it's russia so there's a big mutant bear and uh he's cool um there's gorilla men Ooh. which i know you're also pro gorilla men uh they're called librarians and they're blind oh. but they're they're gorillas that walk around so you gotta you gotta sneak you gotta be real quiet jared from the the librarian the gorilla men's yeah. um oh yeah and then there was a cannibal cult so you go to like oh. uh you go to like the nation's like fallout shelter and they're like this is where everyone was supposed to go uh to be saved and they go and on the intercom they're like yeah come on in ever yeah we've been thriving for 20 years and then they get inside and the lights go and they're like (laughs) they're like we got you we're gonna eat you (laughs) and then it's like oh no yeah so you gotta uh, and that's where uh the flayed men's were and uh I, i didn't take other pictures but you walk around and there's just like like tables of uh like people getting like opened up and 
and uh, you know, <laughs> like course. pots with like legs sticking out of them, and you're like classic cannibal behavior. It's absolutely classic. So classic, classic. Uh, so I did that yesterday too. Uh, I cleaned the house for a while, and then uh, and then I was just hanging out in the flesh tubes um, with my boy Artyom. Artyom, and all the actors speak with Russian acts and talk like this. So that's cool. Yeah. Do you think Tucker Carlson would like um, the Metro series? Because he yeah. seems really pro Russia. <laughs> he does. Have no. you this? This is maybe the news thing, but have you seen that Alberta man who went to Russia? It's like it's no. everywhere. Like uh, it's everywhere on the internet right now. It's, it's all it's, over it's, Reddit. Oh, see, but not Alberta your, Reddit. Like on your, American news Reddit. See, that's that's your first mistake. So some guy apparently who is like, he's either Albertan, maybe he's from Ontario. I'm pretty sure he's from Alberta. He's definitely Canadian. He was like scared about the country's left approach because he thought it was going to make his kids trans or something. So he moved his family to Russia. And when they got there, they don't speak Russian and like, uh, they don't know anything about Russia and they didn't have anything like they, they just up and moved. So it was all over the internet. It was like, it was like family moves to Russia without any, any idea what Russia is. And now they're, now they're having a bad time. Oh no. Apparently. So it hasn't come back yet. Yeah. Are you afraid that Justin Trudeau is going to turn you trans and move to Russia like this guy? Uh, no, not really. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm worried about the opposite of that. Like <laughs> going to Russia and encountering one of these flesh tubes that I was telling you yeah, about? Yeah, there's, there's that. Because that, that, that's a real thing. Like, this game, like, I feel like a lot of their ideas are based on what Russia is really like. Oh. Bears everywhere. <laughs> People eating each other. Meat, meat tubes. Meat tubes. Yeah. Yeah, that meat tube was pretty cool. Oh, I, I forgot to tell you one of the best parts about Metro <clears throat> was that uh, you they gave you the ability to smoke. You could just pull out smokes whenever you want, and there was a button, and it was it was for smoking ciggies. Damn. Yeah. Which I, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so... Uh, well, what did you do this week, Jarrett? Uh, well, I mean, um, Kim wanted to make a point of making sure that you saw the video of uh, the man pursuing the teenagers uh, in their in their car or in his car uh, because they mm-hmm. were knocking on his door. Well, all I gotta say is um, stand your ground. Yeah, that's a law, right? I think so. That applies to my situation, doesn't it? Well, that's a conversation for you and your lawyer. Oh, I've talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. I believe stand your ground is uh is a thing. So that's what you did this week, eh? You watched videos of dudes uh Yeah encountering <laughs> kids. Driving people down and kids apparently saying it was just a harmless prank. Oh god. Oh, yeah, god. I I see a lot of that st- like I don't watch any of it, but I uh, like a, something will pop up and I'll see two two seconds of like these TikTok trend prank things and it's just like man we're not doing too good no you know as no, a community as a community yeah so that's that's the what, the community uh yeah. speaking of uh the community RJ the Creepsville community thriving over on Discord what's Discord Jared. fastest growing social media platform in the world today social and you media. dear listener could be on there as well you join us over on patreon for a dollar 
plus for for as low as a dollar plus dollar plus yeah you, what that plus get the, looks like you to get you? the key key to the kingdom Ooh. that is creepsville and you can have all the discussions you want you can see uh dear listeners standing in spas mm-hmm. uh, um people waterboarding themselves by accident uh yeah. learning about how fast some actors run uh almost as fast? Fa- as fast as tom cruise wow uh, you fast. get like scoops about um i don't know halo and uh tool time and oh yeah uh definitely not physical media because nobody buys uh, that no one reads books yeah um people do mm-hmm. talk about pizza hut a bit Foods that's, and snacks. that's that's healthy um Oh, I was in Costco today. I'm going to post something into Foods and Snacks right now. This is oh, premium shit. content, people. Fresh. Fresh off the fresh. assembly line. Okay, I'm going to post this, and you just tell me, how many would you get of this? Oh, no, wait. Did I delete that picture? Ah, oh, you fucked us. You blew it, bud. Yeah, wait, hold on. It might, it, might be, uh, it might still be on here. Uh, okay, wait. No, I texted it to Andrea, though. I can go there. I can download Retrieve. it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we all how foolish of me. We we all have nothing else better to do but to wait. But uh, I mean, the big thing is bringing us to to the video game chuds uh, section, which it feels like the most popular section because no one actually who listens to this podcast watches movies. No, Uh, not anymore. They they play video (laughs) video games. Okay. Mm -hmm. RJ's posted here. uh, Pickled eggs. How many would you get? Like like jars? Yeah. I might try one. You might try one jar. One jar. Okay, wait. I have another one here. Okay, this what, is what? this is real bread that I opened up yesterday. Tell me what you would do in this situation with this bread. What do you think happened here? Uh, whoa, that's a hole. Somebody blew a hole in my bread, Jarrett. Well, it's a perfect spot for a pickled egg. Yeah. If you think about it. Yeah. Is uh egg? Throw an egg in there. <laughs> That was in the middle of my loaf. So I got to the middle of the loaf and I said, hey. It looks like you. I said, where's the... I know it does. I said, where's the rest of my bread, you bastards? <laughs> I want my... We made Timbits out of it. Yeah, Safeway's... Yeah, shrinkflation. <laughs> bastards. Think about the savings. On, well, on their end, yeah. yeah All that them. cultured yeast they saved. Yeah. But yeah, I, it gets back on track here. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Discord, well, we're talking video about game we're, we're talking about video game video gaming it up. And RJ, I see that you've made a you made a call yesterday, uh, almost exactly twenty four hours ago, mm-hmm. uh, saying what video game you should play. Yes. And it seems like people have begrudgingly said to go with God of War four. Uh, why begrudgingly? I mean, because obviously the real the real choices are other. There should be other choices. I I understand, but I I can only play games that I have uh, like access to. I can't play the game you want me to play. I don't have that game. You could. I have no easily. way to play that game. Easily. It's not easily. available on my okay. streaming services. Uh, you could get it. You make it happen. Um, yeah, but I want to play it on console. I don't want to play on my computer. You could no no. You could go get yourself a DS copy. Well, isn't that like a hundred bucks or something? Yeah, what's or what's more? that? What's that? What's a hundred dollars in this world? In this economy, Jerry? Yeah, it's it's nothing. In this economy, especially oh the Nintendo DS on Amazon is currently going for three hundred and twenty-four dollars and ninety-four cents. Yeah, don't buy it off Amazon. 
Well, I'm just looking at where our things are. There's other it. buying options for $99. You could, yeah, there you go. You borrow it. I can't. That's too much pressure to borrow it. What if I what if I break it? Don't. How many video games have you broken? None, but this would, <laughs> it, yeah, this would be the time it would happen, well, though. Is then, then guess what? You have to pay. For, you have to buy it anyway and replace it. Well, what if I dropped it in the toilet? Um. Well, I mean, don't don't do that. Don't drop your DS in the yeah, in the easy, in the toilet. Easier said than done, friend. As well, you I, tell yourself what about what about toilet, what about you do you have, do you have access to Space Quest Four Roger Wilco and the Time Rippers? Uh, no. Why not? Well, okay. How about how Never about heard the, the Shield for the PS2? You own a copy. I have and... a copy of the game, but not yeah. the console required oh, to play damn. the game. Okay. What about the Yakuza series? You could begin playing the Yakuza. Uh, I don't have any of those. You could. I gotta play what I have first. I got. I it's. I can't just be buying games willy nilly. Hey, get get off that. I gotta. Get, get gotta play that. what I have first. These these games all sound. I don't even know what they are. They're, I like things that are old and that I recognize. Uh, that, I could I play. Want. Um, I could play Turtles in Time. I have that. That's that's fine. I'm okay with that. See, yeah. I think I think um, Ollie G's got the right idea here. Uh, why not something not cool like stuff? Mario? Not those lame press X to dodge third persons. Well, but I don't have the new Mario. You could. There's nothing stopping it. It costs money. Yeah. I'm going to say I would if I had it. Send. There we go. There we go. Okay. Speaking of uh, Ollie Granger. What about Ollie Granger? We got an email from him. Holy cow. What's yeah. going on over there? Well, let's find out. We got a... Okay. What does it read here? This headline. This this uh, title. Mutaint Mayhem. Oh, Mutaint <sighs> Mayhem. Interesting. Yeah. Hi, creeps. When uh-huh. you gonna watch TMNT Mutant Mayhem? Mm. Find your first fan and your first fiend. Ollie oh, Stranger dear. Danger Granger. Mm. Mm. I like that. Stranger Danger Granger. How come nobody's come up with that before? I don't know. Yeah, that's good though. Good. Uh I've been uh I've been wanting to watch that mutant mayhem. I got I think I have three weeks left on my Paramount Plus, which is exactly the amount of time I need for the new season of Halo to be finished because it, it didn't all get released at once. So uh I got a month to watch stuff like Mutant Mayhem. Uh what else did I want to watch? Uh, oh, I didn't want to watch Bo is Afraid, but that's on Paramount, so I, I think I have to, right? I guess. I think you have to also. I, do I? I think so. Oh. Uh, what else we know. got on here? Hey, do you know The Exorcist Believer is already on Amazon Prime? <laughs> yeah, I sure didn't. Now I, saw I that do. Get, I saw will, that it, get... will it still be on come October? I sure hope so. I don't know if you saw, but uh, your boy David Gordon Green got uh, shit canned from that uh, new trilogy. I thought that, yeah, he didn't, he, didn't he quit it? Oh, he he didn't get shit canned. I thought he was done with it like a while oh. ago. Well, he's he's did, not attached to it. Did they did they uh, just put that on Reddit? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I got some juicy news too when we get to news. 
I see, and there's a pet. There's this new pet cemetery, which is probably gonna be real shit. But that's on Paramount Plus. I gotta watch that. You know what's gonna happen? As soon as I fucking cancel this thing, they're gonna put that Hellraiser back on Paramount damn, Plus. Damn right they are. Just to fuck with me. Yeah. It, there's so like a couple it, shows. They'll, they'll, they'll watch. put it on for three months, from July to September, and then they'll Ugh. take it off. And they'll take it off when I. Yeah. Piece of shit. It's the kind of garbage. Um, it doesn't keep your place while watching TV shows. That's what? What? <laughs> that was weird. Uh, that was a time loop. Uh, anyway, yeah. I, was, I was saying uh, Paramount Plus, uh, it doesn't yeah. really do, do a good job keeping track of where you're, you leave off on a show. No. Uh, you have to, like, remember. Because, like, yeah, there's times where I was, like, watching Trek, and then uh, I was like, oh, it just starts from the beginning again. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. No replay. So I was like, okay, well, I have to keep track of where I'm at. But for the most part, track, you can go, well, there you go. That's close enough. But that's like the entire reason to watch on stream is so that you don't have to keep track of shit. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And see, Paramount's got all those screams, but I don't want to watch those right now. I want to watch those screams near scream time. Uh, yeah. You know? Oh, all the Transformers are on here. You could watch those. I know you're big into that. No, I'm not. And somebody, yeah. a bad, a bad person, suggested that for me, we do transform me. Who, who, who would suggest something like that? That sounds a, awesome. a, a, a piece of shit. Yeah, and I didn't, even, I, I didn't, even, I didn't even respond because it's like that's this the that's not happening. There's not going to be transform me. There's not going to be Michael May. It's not happening. Hey, Michael May would be interesting, maybe. No. I've already done I've already watched those two movies more than I need to. I'm good. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm past it. I'm past like yeah. needing to watch Michael Bay and convinced that he's some sort of a tour. It's like nope. Yeah. He just makes these he makes chud movies. They're they're what they are. They're not for me. They say the third time you watch it's the one that it really oh, like the third times where yeah. you really get those. Look man, I'll just watch Con Air again. That's all yeah, I, that's all I need. Con, Con Air's the best Michael Bay movie that he didn't make. Sure it is. Mr. Wu. Uh, yeah. I'm looking what? at Paramount Plus. I don't know. I'm looking at Paramount Plus right now. I'm I'm gonna cancel this shit pretty soon. Ooh. Yeah. I just gotta watch these few things. I just gotta get through mm, these few things, Jared. And then we'll be in the business. You're gonna you gonna you gonna be in business. I'm gonna be in business. Ha-cha-cha. Yeah. Hey RJ, what you been creeping on this week? Uh, I watched it, some things, I think. Uh, I've been watching uh, Halo. You know about Halo, Jared? <laughs> I, I forgot it existed. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you, you're you like talking about Halo, and then you're going to watch the show, and I went, there's a Halo show? <laughs> and I knew there was, but I forgot. Yeah, but And, uh, and I get you... promotions when I go to Paramount to watch Star Trek. Oh, yes. And I go, oh, right, that happened. That's a thing. You had to have known, though, like, uh, nope. um, from those from those pictures I was posting on the Discord because they're so like clearly Halo based. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, not so even a I, little I, bit. Unmistakably Halo. Not, not like I. I have yeah. Every time I look at, it, I go, is Archie watching Dune? Like, why, so, why is he watching Dune? <laughs> you know the classic, like uh, the most, uh, like yeah, like Halo, like. Uh, 
Yeah, he's Master Chief. Yeah, you you know him. Yeah, he's uh, sure. He looks. Everyone cool. knows what his face looks like. He, he looks like a mech. He, he's like yeah. a little like or a Tau. He looks like a Tau mech kind of space marine dude. Uh, kids love it. Kids love mm-hmm. that Halo. Who like when he fights uh, one of the aliens, he's like fighting in the first uh, one. The Covenants. The Covenant. Yeah, the Covenant. The Covenant right? aliens. The Covenant elites. Those the guys with the plasma. See, I, swords, I remember. Cool. So uh, only Halo one was Halo two, where you you, you change you between. You, you change between them, uh, and you get to play oh. the bad, you get to play the bad guys who are now not, yeah. not so bad against yeah. the new threat. Classic sci-fi tropes, yeah. but uh, it's awesome. I love Halo. N- n- I, yeah, I, I have uh, no real strong feelings one way or another about about the Halo. We were big Halo boys over uh, over on my neck of the woods in high school when we were in grade. I think I was did, in grade eleven. Did did, did, did you teabag? No, I didn't do dumb shit like that. Okay, I just won, and I just I just wore that wore yep. that honor. All right, you know what okay. I mean? Yep. Yeah, just I was just just really good. Um, but good I think Halo, good 3, boy. Yeah, Halo good three came boy. out. I think when I was seventeen or something, and we played the fuck out of that game. Here, holy shit! I played all like one and two, and those are both incredible. Also, but man, did we play the fuck out of Halo three? That's good stuff. Driving around in a warthog. You remember? You remember Halo Three, Jared? Nope, I never played Halo oh, okay. Three. But I did Anyways, play Halo Two. Uh, so I, like, I love Halo. Halo's wicked, and I knew the show was like pretty mixed. People are like, uh they're like Halo, that's cool, but they're like they're fucking around with Halo. Uh, so I I said to you this this ain't your dad's Halo because. This is sex halo. Um, I've heard I've heard some people even call it Galo because of how much sex is going on. How many naked men bods are in this thing? Uh, and there is. There's a lot of naked men bodies in this, which is uh, which is fine, I, I guess. But um, like sometimes, like I don't know. So I watched the entire first season, and I'm halfway through the first or the. I watched one episode of season two, and um, there's times when it's cool. Um, and like Master Chief is running around actually fighting aliens, and you're like, yeah, you're like, that's wicked. Uh, but then there's other times where you get like an entire episode of Bookum Woodbine and like this, this like gal, and they're just kind of like looking for scraps on a planet, and you're just like, no, <laughs> you're like, no. What, what is with these shows? I mean, I, I know what's up with these shows because budget constraints, but. Let's do a TV series for stream, mm. and it's going to be based on like Twisted Metal or or Halo, yeah. and, and people have this expectation it's like oh, it's going to be like the games. It's like nah, it's going to be boring. It's going to be like, really drawn out, and like it's going to build character to build up to those set pieces, so you really appreciate them. But it'll be like, no, why can't it no. just be? Why can't it just be good? Just make it good. This make is it one short. Of the... Make like little like little stream movies. Like three three episodes or something, and they're they're like an hour and twenty minutes each or something like that. Or yeah. like just an hour, three hour episodes for one season. They, they gotta keep those episodes flowing for the what? for the for the streaming revenue. So like what's come what's coming out on right now on stream? Is it just Halo? Or Halo is it just, two. Is, and it just finished? Like uh the... no, it's like halfway through right now. Uh, uh True Detective just finished, which people are shitting is, on the Isn't that a that's a different platform. Oh, on Crave. I'm, I'm yeah. talking oh, about on Paramount? on Paramount. Well, Twisted Metal's done. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, uh, there's the the new Daily Show with uh, John oh, Stew- yeah. Stewart. Is South Park 
constant uh they, they show up released? randomly it, it's like uh, when they when they feel like making an episode i think okay and the, uh, but now the episodes are like three episodes long i'm sure there's some kind of like um yellowstone show on like on there you know what i mean yeah i don't know which one but I'm assuming is, there's that, some sort of is, is that a Jeremy Renner and Mayor of Kingstown? Oh yeah, I was gonna maybe watch that, but probably not. <laughs> Why? Uh, Ray Donovan is on there. You could check that out, but oh. that's not like being Good. updated. Good. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Frasier. Frasier. Yep. Uh, oh, there's that show that Andy and I watched. That from show which was real uh oh i see uh king, king of queens uh i, I, oh, heard, you're, no, I, I heard you're a fan it, well i was until no. recently no i don't know if i can i don't know if i can handle kevin james anymore man sad really mm. sad you can watch rocket man uh what the movie rocket man yeah uh and then iCarly. the uh, paramount orig- the original I don't know but about. Didn't they do a re? Isn't that like a, a redux? And it didn't. Um, it, didn't it didn't hit. Tommy few, Boy is on Paramount. I I oh. do have that uh, saved actually or flagged. Even though I think I, I I surely own Tommy Boy. I just uh, <laughs> streaming is easy because it is oh. lazy. You, you could watch all the Mission Impossible movies. I mean, I could. Probably won't. How about Mission Made Possible? Oh, interesting. But then I'd have to keep Paramount Plus. Uh, yeah, no, don't do that. Don't it's do that. Real? Uh, well, I guess I don't have to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, there's not a lot. Of, oh, there's a show on Paramount called Evil, which sounds really bad, but sounds fun. Okay. It's about like a lady who's like a psychologist, and she teams up with like a Catholic priest, and they go looking for evil. And I was like, yeah, that sounds wicked. So you could check that out. You could probably check that out. So Halo, you're a big fan. Uh yeah, this is not my Halo, man. It's really strange. Like, um it's not outright bad, but like if you look up the episode ratings on IMDB, uh like I mean I know it probably got canned from uh um Halo dudes, but uh there will be one in there where you're just like, Holy shit, and I'm pretty sure that was that episode I described with uh like in the first episode, you get introduced to this character, this this like young lady, and like she lives on a rebel planet, and they hate like the, like the military police, like the Halo guys, um, or like they're called the UNSC or whatever, uh, they're because they're like they lied to us and uh, uh, they just they're trying to kill us, and then like the Covenant aliens show up on this rebel planet, and all the rebel people are like, oh no, the aliens are actually real, we never believed them, and then uh, Master Chief and the Spartans come and kill everybody. Uh, and then she's just left and then she's like an orphan for a while. And I was like, man, I was like, is Halo just doing the lone wolf and cub thing? Like every other show is doing where it's like, yeah. and uh, he, they do for an episode or two. And then he ditches her with book and woodbine. Um, and then like you see her story for a while, but uh, there was one episode where all you get is her story. And it was so bad. Uh, and I, cause I was, I was looking on IMDb cause I was like, how many episodes are in this season? And I was just sc- scrolling and then I saw that episode has like a three out of 10 star or something like that. What the, what the fuck you watched? What is this players shit you watched? Oh, I'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, I was I just like, what, what are you doing watching this? 
Uh, Why? I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you in a second. Uh, anyways, um, here, here's like the most frustrating thing about Halo. Like this season one and two take place before game one. Like they were trying to prequel it for a while, but they're like Boy. they're making the story up where like there was lore in the games, but they're like trying to follow that. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So it's like that's not interesting. And then like I know everyone was mad that like Master Chief has his helmet off all the time um because in the game he never takes it off which it's like yeah i don't mind that he takes it off but he never ever fucking wears it ever he's like there's so many scenes of him holding the helmet where it's like it's like isn't that more work for <laughs> That's you, dude? It's, it's it's worse because like it's, yeah. it's mocking the audience yeah and like he is constantly just holding it in his hand i, I just and... <laughs> hear emperor palpatine going you want this yeah. yeah i do i do i do I want do. the helmet put it on his fucking head yeah and like when he's wearing it he looks awesome like they actually the suit looks really good in like in real life um so or like how they made it in the show i was like that looks really good and like the covenant alien guys they look pretty good too but uh yeah so much of so much of that first season is just like him walking around with his helmet like in his hand and him just pondering stuff and you're like no you're like go to the halo Get in a warthog, start shooting people. Um, there was one thing too that was really embarrassing. Like, so Cortana is in his brain, and uh, he's like running around shooting stuff. And Cortana's like, uh, left, like down here to the right, like up top. And Master Chief goes, I know how the game is played, Cortana. And then you go, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, that, first that first season was really lame, but. Uh, when you get like five minutes of actual like stuff, you're like, yeah. And then the first episode of season two had a cool, like a uh, Jurassic park Raptors kind of thing where the elite, the covenant elite guys have, they have that camo and they're like, you can't see them, but then they, and they pull their plasma swords out and you're just like, yeah, you, you go, give me some of that. But then it only lasts for a couple of minutes and then it goes back to bo boring halo stuff and you go, no, no, no. Anyway, so you want to hear about players, eh? Well, I also want to check in. Uh, are you going to be watching Fallout when it comes out in April? Mm. I would, but Jared, I've never played the Fallout games. That's fine. Yeah, I, I'll definitely check out the show. I would like to play the games, but um, they're unattainium in a lot of ways. Like, I can get them on, uh, I can download the games on, like, PlayStation Store, but I was like... I never like doing that because it's like I'd rather just buy the physical game if I can. Well, I mean, it was a PC game. Originally. Yes, until Fallout Three, and then, yeah. and then from then on, it. Uh, uh, from then on, it was on PlayStation. Right. But I would like to play three and four. That would be fun. Uh, what were you talking about here? Uh, you're gonna tell me about players and why? Oh God. Why? Uh, so like. I can't. I think we watched this on Saturday or something, but uh, Andy and I, we both had a long day. Like we were both running around doing a bunch of shit, and uh, we were just tired. And um, she's like, uh, I was doing laundry, and I was like doing things, and she's like, Should I just throw this on? And then if we like, we'll like run. If like you need to go do the laundry, like I won't even pause it. And I was like, Yeah, just throw that on, whatever. Um, so this was a movie I I watched kind of passively. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I was background. Oh, yeah, going about my day. Uh, yeah, this thing sucked. This was really bad. Um, and, and like Andy too, like about half an hour into it, she was like, this movie's not very good, is it? And I was like, no. 
it's not. Um, but the two leads, uh, Gina Rodriguez and Damon Waynes Jr. We've seen both of those people in lots of stuff, and they're pretty good. But uh, those two people made this movie, and this movie is real bad. It's about like forty-year-old New York singles that have like, uh, like they go around doing grifts to like sleep with people, and it's like like players are like, "What's the play here, man?" And it's like, "Okay, you pretend that you're a Dutch immigrant, and I'm gonna pretend that I'm I'm Polish," and you're like, "What?" And but like. For all of them, they seem way too old to be doing this shit. You're like, it's like, you're 40 years old, man. You can't be go- bar hopping, trying to pick up, like, singles. What are you doing, man? You know what I mean, Jared? Mm-hmm. So anyways, I watched that movie. It was not good. Okay. Uh, I watched some stand-ups, and those are fine. But uh, I watched, uh, I know you're a big Judy Bloom fan. Are you not? Well, I mean, I never shut up about Judy Bloom. Yeah, are you familiar with Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. I've heard of it. I've yeah, heard the title. I've, I've heard the title. I've never read the book, nor have I ever read a Judy Bloom book. Oh, okay. Well, I actually, I um, I wrote a really, a really easy to jump in accessible review. So if you see my review, uh, you don't even need to read the book. Like my review of this movie is pretty, um, pretty accessible. Yeah, in, in case you haven't seen it. I don't plan on it. Are Are you sure? Yeah. It's one. It's 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 right on my page. You know, it's like Blubber? it's the second. It's the second most recent review. No, well, I'm good. It's it's pretty descriptive, Jared. I'm fine. Oh, are you sure? Yes. Oh, you really don't want to read that, eh? I'm not. I'm not I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> I wrote a review of this movie for okay. uh, the Blum the Blumheads out there who don't the people who don't know Judy Blum uh, Blum Bloom? Oh, Bloom Judy Bloom. Is it Bloom? I think it's like Bloom House. Yeah, like Bloom House, with a uh, name. Uh, uh, the, hey, Jared, have you ever wanted? Have you ever wondered what it's like being a teen girl coming of age? No. Boy, do I have a movie for you. Well, <laughs> do you think it's Are going you... to? Uh, do you think it's going to help uh, your uh, line of work uh, making pizza? I mean, it might. It's always good to be to kind of understand what people need. This is a menstruation movie, so okay. uh, I feel like when uh, girls are um, uh, menstruating, they probably they probably do want pizza or something. You know, they might. They might like. I don't know. I've never done it, but I've heard that it's like uncomfortable. And you know, sometimes when I'm uncomfortable, um, sometimes I like pizza because it's comforting for for me. So, mm-hmm. so like that could be it. Uh, yeah, it's a. This is a coming of age story about a girl in like the seventies, and uh, about Menzies, and uh, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Okay, I'd give it a solid three if I was yeah. rating things. But uh, my review kind of says it all. So if you if you yeah. if you want, you just check out my review. It, no, uh, I can't find. I can't can't seem to find it. Oh, um, that's too bad. Yeah, I really uh, I was really articulate in why okay. I. Um... Well, people can check it out. They'll, they they know how to use the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like I really articulated what um, verbiage and and such. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, I read those or I watched those things. Um, I cool. Did not read. I I don't know how, but uh, yeah, and that's where I am, man. Just watching Halo. Watching <laughs> Halo. What a life. Yeah. If we're done early enough, because we started early, maybe I'll watch that Mutant Mayhem. Oh, oh damn. But maybe not. Maybe I'll just watch Halo. Maybe. You know, 
Oh, there's a Sexy Beast TV show. I think that's on Paramount Plus. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, used to me. Why? Why would they make a TV show out of that? Why are they just the, making TV shows about whatever the fuck they feel like? I mean, they they've always like, I don't know, making TV shows based on movies. That's been an idea I know. that's kicked around for a long time. They do that, and now it just seems though, maybe there are no ideas. Like people want to go safe bets, like Sexy Beast. They're like, you know what? That's that's a good place to be. That's Making a safe sexy, bet, hey? Yeah, yeah. That's that's like guaranteed box office now. <laughs> sexy beast. Box office. Bo- yeah. Remember Bo- Ray, Fo- Ray, Ray, Ray Ray Winstone sunbathing. Who could forget? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scorching. <laughs> Blistering. Yeah. I mean, sexy beast is really cool, but it's only because Ray Winstone's in that, and he's dead now. So like. Yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Yeah, we got we all we have Ben we have Ben, we have, uh, ben Kingsley. We have Ben Kingsley. Yeah, yeah, but he's not sexy beast. <laughs> he's he never ate a baby. Man, I have to let Ray Winston know that he's dead. Uh, I I better write that email. He he's dead. Look it up. <laughs> okay, I'll he let died. him know. I'll let him know because I I don't think he's got the notice. Well, Jared, time makes fools of us all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you're not painting miniature figures, what are you doing in your free time, Jared? While I'm painting miniature figures, I'm finishing Star Trek Enterprise Season 4. Holy shit. So you've done it, hey? I'm done. I'm finished. It's all over with. No one ever has to to have to try to force us to watch it ever again. Well, I mean, that's good. That's good, but you might just watch it again for your own um, pleasures. Uh, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about yeah. that. Maybe one season of that show. Want me to go through a rip of the story arcs real fast? Yeah, not, you not might episode. as well. So it opens up with uh, time travel <laughs> Nazi alien stuff. Yeah. It's not too bad. Um, yeah. It's goofy. Alien. It's goofy. It's fine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then you get to the home episode where they do get back to Earth and everyone's really happy mm-hmm. to see them because they are the heroes that uh, saved the day. They saved Earth. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you find out that Earth's getting a little weird, getting a little racist against... Uh, a little xenophobic. Against, yeah, a little xenophobic against the aliens. You know, we don't like your kind around here. And then yeah. we have also have this, like, tossed off, like, oh, uh, Archer's got, like, a romantic interest with this lady that, like, you've <laughs> never seen before. They just bring it up a little. They bit. just bring it up. Well, the one thing that's good about this episode is the 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 fact that Archer is like dealing with some a uh, little bit of that PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he's like uh, the, the when they were building the, the the exploration ships, they were saying they needed more weapons, and we said no, no, it's an exploration ship. No, they were, he was right though. We did need more weapons, mm. and so he's like real like. Uh, yeah, we got to deal with this shit. We got we got to be out there and fight. This is a war. And, like he's dealing with it. It's good. Yeah. All those war crimes um, catch up to you. Well, yeah, he, he talks about it though. Like, yes, he does. so, so my mental image of what Enterprise was, and and listening to what other people had said uh-huh. previously about Enterprise, uh, very misleading because I think the show actually is very Star Trek. At the end of the yes. day, yes, um, it is because it is about like uh, at the end of the day about exploration and like mm-hmm. the building of the Federation. Uh, we'll get there because there's one episode I think is like super excellent. Uh, so we opened up with that. So the home episode's decent, touch base, reset. Uh, mm-hmm. The next three episodes, uh, we get to Augments, RJ. Remember Augments? Augment. Yes, I know. This was before 
they're so they're so funny because they're all they're they never in like days uh change their whole holy clothes their clothes uh, are like, yes yeah <laughs> their yeah. clothes so they, they totally look like i don't know 1980s pm entertainment sci-fi bad guys with long hair mm. uh and they're and they have holes in their cool <laughs> quote-unquote clothes it's very 2004 Yes. Uh, we get Brent Spiner showing up as Doctor Sung, uh, yes. but which ties back into Picard season two, which I was uh, uh, kind not of I was I was not expecting, nor was I expecting Big Show, the Big Show, to uh, put in, in a cameo as an Orion. Yeah. Uh, we get we get the we get the Orions though uh, in this, where like the Orion men look like Brainiac. From Superman uh, comics, yes, yes, yeah, yes. yeah it's, which is pretty cool. I love that they're just bright green. <laughs> just they're just mm-hmm. guys that are green or ladies that are green. Yeah. Uh, so the whole storyline is that hey, remember the eugenics wars? Well, Doctor Sung, he's the guy who was part of it, and mm-hmm. uh, some of his kids escaped this planet, and they want to keep running, but they want to get brought in. We need Doctor Sung to help, and Doctor Sung is of course a schemer. He is. Uh, we get we had a little uh, action where some Orion slavers kidnap some people, like teleporting them right off the Enterprise. Uh, that was cool. That was awesome. And that one poor yeah. ensign who's like terrified. What are they going to do to me? I just got on. I was this thing attached to my neck. It's like essentially like I don't know, like a bomb that if yeah. you try to escape. Uh, we get the hilarity of like Big Show picking up T'Pol and auctioning her off for more money than I got for my wife. <laughs> <laughs> And and then uh, Kurt, and that guy's like, if you don't sell, uh, I'm gonna sell you for dog food. And the guy barely sells. <laughs> it barely costs. It barely covers my costs because nobody wants a white man, RJ. <laughs> I know. I know they're ahead of their time. Hard, hard being a white man, RJ. <laughs> oh, that's a sound bite for someone. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so anyway, they um, I don't know. They escape. They have, mm-hmm. they have some. They have some antics. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get this thing where the they killed they stole a Klingon ship the augments did and they're still mm-hmm. using it and there's like the there's the Klingons think humans are behind it we find out that the augments are oh yeah we haven't gotten to that part yet that's later uh, I don't know they they want their own, their own peace of mind uh, but they're gonna be chased down because you know eugenics wars it was a bad idea and they're always homicidal uh, we get yeah. some men we get some mentions of Botany Bay. The Botany Bay? The Botany Bay. It was a myth. Uh, there's no point of chasing that down, wink, wink, space seed. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, and then they all start turning on one another. Classic. And, uh, classic. And then they die. Uh, mm-hmm. and we, and we, Archer blows a hole in one of them in this like weird fake out. <laughs> it felt like we were watching a, like, a, a horror movie all of a sudden. That's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. We get to meet the pen pal of... Uh, uh, Dr. Fox. Dr. Fox, yeah, uh, it's the uh, jump to a conclusion, Matt guy. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, he, Which... he's just totally willing to let that other doctor get exposed to lethal diseases instead of like telling oh, yeah. uh, them what to want. And it's awesome. I'm like, yeah, don't tell me. He's like, God, hell, <laughs> as he's getting tossed around. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Which was real good. That's all. He's also uh, Bob Bigelow and Seuss Bigelow's dad. Oh uh, yeah, that that guy's in everything, man. He's everything. in everything. Uh, and then, so yeah, basically season four is like multi-parts episodes, which actually works fairly well. Yeah. Uh, cause the next one is kind of reconciling, uh, how we understand Vulcans with how they've been depicted mm. in enterprise. 
Yeah, uh, because the whole idea is like mind melds or no nos, and you're like, what? <laughs> like yeah. all all Spock, Spock does mind melds all day long. What yes. the fuck? And then of course it was a bad thing, sexually transmitted diseases uh, yeah. through mind melds when you can get mind meld raped and stuff like that. It's like an AIDS uh, AIDS, AIDS metaphor question mark. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, we get some like evil Vulcan action, like who are like full on ready to, I don't know, genocide people and start wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Archer uh, becomes a kind of a white savior and uh, gets some spot. Like uh, I don't know what Sulak Sulak the. Sirac, Su- I can't remember the guy. Sirac? It's like he's like the Jesus of Vulcans, where he's like, oh, it's like yeah, Sirac or something. Yeah. So the the, the idea is that there's like this Jesus like figure, uh, yeah, who's like we got to get back to the original teachings, uh, and yes. not like what not this perverse version of like I don't know, because it goes back to like what season one of Enterprise where there was like mm. a holy temple that was being used, uh, basically monitor the Andorians. Uh, the, yeah, the most the paranoid Andorians people in the know. world, and they knew. But of course, you're like, well, the Vul- they're Vulcans. Vulcans are cool, and it's like, no, they're not cool. They're actually are bad, and they're kind of conniving and stuff like that. And then, but there's like the the sh- the hippie the hippie Vulcans, who are also like like kind of like what Spock does later on. Mm-hmm. Um, they're 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 like monks. They're more like monks rather yeah. than bu- bureaucrats uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and evil administrators. Um, so this is like a multi-part story about finding an old artifact on a planet called the Forge, or in the desert in the Forge. We get uh, talk about the giant cat, Saybots mm. or whatever it is that uh, Spock had. It's like a giant like cave bear pet from the animated series. Yeah, from the animated series. The saddest, yeah. like the weirdest animated series episode. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. But anyway, so this stuff's like pretty decent. Uh, Paul's mom uh, gets introduced. Oh, that was the thing yeah. that happened in the home episode is because uh, there's like the, the budding continuing relationship of uh, Trip and T'Pol. Uh on again, off again. We find out she's like engaged and now she's now mm-hmm. she and she gets married instantly, which kind of contradicts the drawn outness of Strange New Worlds. Where it's uh, like, yeah, where the Strange like, New Worlds is is is, is pants. That's yeah. just pants doing all sorts of stuff over and over, but over there. but. But good triumphs. Everything works out great. Mm-hmm. Uh, liberty for all, you know, even on Vulcan. Vulcan's like, man, we've really dropped the ball, huh? Done. It's fine. A lot of these are like two-star episodes on the yes. whole, but like high two. Yeah, these th- these three Vulcan ones, I had twos for everything, and then these three Vulcan ones, I have high twos, and then I had a three for the last one because of uh, our blue friend showing up. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you, and you start when, chanting. When, when, when Shran shows Shran. up, you, you know Shran. it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good day. It's gonna it's be a good day. Always good when Shran's there. Love Shran. Uh, and then episode ten's like the one-off episode, the Daedalus one, where the guy who invented mm. the transporter shows up because his son's tra- trapped and is mutating people and creating weird bumps and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's like not a bad episode. Um, I, I gave it a two. Yeah. I, I just think the idea is cool. Yeah, it's it's a good episode in practice. I think this is like one of the lower rated episodes of the series, which I think is unfair. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, there's, you, there's... You... wait, sorry, go ahead. What? what we... I was gonna say. Oh. I, I was gonna say I have a note here. Maybe you can clear it up for me since it's new to you. For four ten, I put promoting alcoholism for science. Does that make any sense to you? Uh not really. Okay, never mind. Continue on. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, what the, I don't know what that's supposed to the be. The next episode, though, four eleven, mm-hmm. observer effect. 
so this is got like a 7.8 out of 10 on the mm-hmm. on the series but i would say this is probably one of the best episodes of the series for me i thought this oh, episode yes. was awesome so observer mm-hmm. effect so the whole episode opens up like this cold open where um is it reed and travis they're having a conversation but you're like why are they talking like this they're, they're talking like they're not who they are and you find out oh it's like uh, what is it described as non-corporeal aliens have inhabited the bodies of the Enterprise crew to study how the crew reacts to a lethal virus infection that has afflicted Trip and Hoshi. So mm-hmm. uh, the Enterprise comes across a planet where it seemed to be like an abandoned Klingon colony um, or something mm-hmm. like that. And they're beaming people down. They're going, yeah, everything seems fine. But what happens is, is there is a virus, a silicon-based virus, Mm-hmm. Uh, that just fucks up carbon-based life forms, and so it's going. Through, it's like a slow burn thing. Uh, this is mm-hmm. almost like a bottle episode. Like there's very yeah, little. Like it's just set in the half of it's in the uh, the decontamination room. And uh, yes, yeah. And the whole time it's just like it's a character piece where like various characters are being possessed by these entities were observing things to see like how humans, because yeah. basically what it is, is these aliens are like, well, we've, we've left our, the, the, the material existence behind mm-hmm. and we don't even know if anyone's worth meeting, like con- first contacting. Uh, yeah. So we, we let them see how this will interact. And mm-hmm. we, we've done this many times before. Uh, and, you know, usually someone always dies is a comment or they all die. Uh, yeah. But we, and we just let it happen and we observe and we see how they react. And so the whole episode is just like how the Enterprise crew unknowingly is portrayed in a crisis and how, I don't know, humanity has hit this point where uh, it could compose itself and act uh, in a dignified manner mm-hmm. uh, reasonably and why they'd be worth being reached out to. And you get, it's just like a slow build of dealing with that uh, mm-hmm. because the, the presence of these aliens be, gets to be known, but they're like essentially like fourth dimensional beings. They can just like wipe your mind and then you have no yep. idea it happened. So there's like kind of a good cover there. But yeah, it, it's got a really cool resolution. Uh, and it's, it's like, yeah, I think it's a... Uh, brilliant piece of star trek uh storytelling because it presents everything i like about uh what the federation is in this like naive way that is completely unrealistic in a lot of ways but it's like this utopian vision so yeah i think this episode is like this is like a slam dunk four plus star out of four i think it's like i think it is maybe the best episode of the series uh like just in terms of like what trek sets out to do yeah <clears throat> man i like it i like that you're you're feeling the vibes here what you described Sounds like original series Star Trek. You know what I mean? But even but in, better. In, or yeah, in, as a franchise, it's like that's yeah. that's what this yeah. that's what this thing is supposed to be. Is like this kind of episode. Yeah, it's, it's not an action movie. It's not like you know, fucking I don't know. Even like you know, you'd say like you know, Cisco fighting Gal Dukat over the pits of Bajor in caves, yeah. right? It like takes it's seven seasons to get there. Yeah, that stuff's so. cool, but it's not like it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. It's like an action story. Uh, yeah. This actually feels like a good sci-fi idea. And yes. I mean, it's not the most complicated or most like thoughtful idea, but it's, it's, it's packed with humanity, which is what Trek does quite well. Like uh, in terms of just like, I don't know, whatever your uh, view of like, it's like the liberal democracy that builds toward this thing where everyone's all equal. And then it's like, oh, we're just out here exploring you guys. Um, yep. And, and we're going to find out more stuff that might benefit everybody. I guess it's like this open-ended kind mm-hmm. of thing, which is, but yeah. Which is super cool and like, yeah. uh, like yeah, and that's what I mean. Like I, I feel like Enterprise has a very good balance of 
doing both of the things that uh, the Star Trek franchise is trying to do. Like they do episodes like this once in a while, and you're just like, God damn. You're like, good stuff. And like, I feel like that's anytime they do Shran episodes, anytime they do Dr. Phlox specific episodes, I feel like Enterprise really nails what uh, Star Trek is about, I think. I, I remember liking this one a lot too. Uh, and I put sad Phlox in quotes, I won't give up. And then I, I put maybe compassion is the real friend. <laughs> uh, so I, I remember, and I also had something about a hard cut to black, but um Oh yeah, because yeah. because there it, it's like weirdly long because I think it's like yeah. Flock says, um, "We have five hours to live," and then just cut to black, and you're like, it doesn't just cut to like the Enterprise flying in space. It's just like yeah. a long pause, and you're like, "Whoa!" You're like, uh... and, and there's an and there's another one in this season too where it's like a hard just extended cut to black, and you're like, "Huh?" I might have it in my notes here. But... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, this is a this is a super it's, good episode, and it's yeah, like, like for this. some reason it's only seven point eight. I'm like, this is like, <laughs> wait, I am, yeah. IMDb cannot be trusted because we, we I mean, humans can't be trusted. Humans can't be out. trusted. Well, actually, and, to quote yeah. to quote the show Halo, Jarrett, um, uh, Doctor the the evil Doctor says, "I love humanity. I don't. I dislike humans." And then you go, <laughs> she got him there. <laughs> You know? Real monster. Uh, the next yeah. three episodes are uh, trying to get Tellarites and Andorians on the same page. Uh, mm -hmm. There's duels. There's sadness. I felt real bad for Shran's uh, lady friend who gets yeah. uh, who gets killed um, mm -hmm. during these weird negotiations that are going on because this whole thing is about introducing the Romulans uh, and but, Grant who... Morrison's White Martians. Yeah, there is some the Anar, uh, also known yeah. as uh, what's his name, Hammer, uh, Hammer. Fuck that. Yeah. So it, it, after watching this, it makes me so mad that they killed that guy off in one season. Yeah. It's I so know fucking, it's garbage. Garbage. He was, so, he was such a good character, and then like yeah, this I I I, re, I remember we got... this three parter because of the VR gimp when he's like, uh, they're like get back yeah. to the VR. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, the Romulans are like uh, your next generation style. What's his name? The guy's always bad guys in everything in the nineties and Brian 2000s. Thompson. Yeah, he's he's like the ambassador, admiral. He's an admiral, and yeah. they got like a new decoy thing. It's pretty cool. It's not too bad. It's not yeah. groundbreaking stuff, but it's a uh, it, it's Strand, so it's good. And then you get to, like mm -hmm. a, a little some jokes about going to uh, the Andorian home planet, uh, which is an ice planet. And, uh, oh, yeah, there's heat worms and uh, the Inar are, like, super chill. <laughs> they're, like, they're like really nice aliens. They're just, like, they're actual pacifists. And they're just, like, yeah, we want to get along with people. We can help people. We don't want any violence. It's like, huh, that's such, like, a rare thing in Trek. Yes. Like, like true pacifists. Yeah, and they're just, and, like, and Tran, just and Tran know, man. finds love. Yeah. And you, and you feel it because you, you root for Shran. Though every time you see him, you're like, man, I hope this guy does well. Yeah. Love this guy. But yeah, not too Love bad. Uh, mm -hmm. ne next storyline is the uh, how the heck did Klingons get to look the way they did in the original series, based on a single line of dialogue from Deep Space Nine. Uh -huh. uh, they make an entire like two parter out of it that ties in I... with the augments. Yeah. Uh, it all makes sense. Uh, mm -hmm. There's some really great stuff with Flocks having to work with a Klingon doctor because you're always like. Yeah. Well, like, what do scientists on like Kronos do? <laughs> like, they have like these incredible ships. They have this yeah, entire how did culture. They get yeah, they're drive. when they're not just like killing each other. Like, they're all. Yeah. But I guess like the, I guess like the thing was like they got warp drives so they could conquer better. 
They had to like get yes. to space and travel around to conquer more efficiently. But mm. there's probably a whole lot of like setbacks because maybe they're like capable of so much more than we realize. But because of their like weird, their, their, their like samurai bloodlust, like weird like uh, uh, code, the code of conduct with their like I don't know bestial madness. And they're oh, I love their little pig though. We had like a shot of the what are they called? The Rarg or whatever. Or the the Wardhog war Yeah, the, thing? the war dog thing. You eat something off a table and you're like, oh you'll kill me if I saw it. it looked at him wrong. Yeah, Which but it's fun. so cool. It's so much fun. Yeah. And it's the right kind of fun. It's not yeah. forced fun like strange new worlds. <laughs> He's always dumping on it. Remember when they rapped? Yeah. Remember when they wrapped? I do uh... remember when they wrapped, and I I felt like that should have been a bigger issue for the uh, communities out there because I felt like that was racially directed. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's like why yeah. are the Klingons rapping specifically? Hey, they they had their like uh, brows back they, they, in uh, Strange New World. That doesn't make any sense. They, yeah, they yeah. They shouldn't they shouldn't look like any of this or in Discovery. Or Fuck in these the... shows. Fuck these garbage shows. So anyway, yeah. uh, these were fine. Uh, Bound. That's the Orion episode. Which like it's just oh, yeah. like yeah. very like two thousand four, like look at all these midriffs boys. You you wanna tune in? You wanna watch That's... Green Lady seduce dudes? Oh and at this point, so the last two episodes, this is where Trip leaves the ship to go on the Columbia yes. because uh yeah, can't say, yeah, time. I can't bring it around to Paul. Um <laughs> And uh, Don't and then so it. so we get introduced to like the new like head engineer, uh, yeah. Ke- Kepler or something like that. This absolute jobber who just uh. like and he like immediately like seduced by one of these Orions. And he's like willing to give it all up. And you're like, why did this guy get into Starfleet? He sucks. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, and he's yeah. they they knew before when they wrote Trip off. They're like, Don't worry, we'll bring Trip back right away. We're gonna introduce a character so useless. Yeah. That trip is gonna, and, and, and right I think back. the yeah the guy who plays the Orion uh, dude who looks like Brainiac, I think it's Cuddy from Sons of Anarchy. That that uh, actor. And anyway, so oh, the, yeah, uh, I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. yeah, that dude. He's I think he's been multiple Star Treks. There's always the same like guy who plays Klingons and over and over and over again with different names. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, you get the two parter uh, in a mirror darkly, which is like such a weird thing. Because it never ties into the main series at all, just, which uh, is just a one-off. It's a it's a one-off story. Uh, it yeah. is it is the Enterprise crew in the mirror universe. There's no reference at all to like the regular story. It's just mm-hmm. like I guess like there is, but it's like in the future because it's actually set that they go, they go they go to the regular universe, but in the future and they come back. I mm-hmm. think. Or Something the, like that, yeah. Yeah, it's the USS Defiance, and it's like the Enterprise-ish thing. Mm-hmm. There's Gorn, that, uh, which yeah, this is so the only episode I ever, ever really watched of Enterprise before was part two, and I don't remember it at all, because I didn't know what was going on. This show made zero sense, clearly, because I was just there oh. to see what the Gorn was, and I was like, what the fuck is this? So, yeah, what a weird, what an introduction to Enterprise that would have been, is watching part two of the Mirror Universe story that doesn't (laughs) reference anything at all about the main story. Well, no wonder you didn't want to watch it for Yeah, no no shit, right? So anyway, uh, these are like, these episodes are like super fun. Uh, yes, because they're, they're so like, every, 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 everyone's got like crazy, like mullets, uh, like long hair, spiked up hair, like Bacula's hair is hilarious. Uh, that Corporal Ray guy who got blown up during the Vulcan mm-hmm. storyline because of like Vulcan extremists uh, being framed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in charge. Everyone's bad. Everyone's scheming. Flocks just torturous people. We get uh, yeah. uh, oh, what, what are your favorite aliens uh, and everyone's favorite aliens. Oh God. 
Tholians. You got Tholian in here. Oh, yeah, and they torture them a bit. Yeah, too. we got Tholian yeah, Tholian torture because they're just crystals. Uh, yeah. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. My favorite trip showing up just like all battle scarred. And he's like, ah, <laughs> it's like remember when that thing blew up in my face? He's um, like horribly mute, mutilated. Oh, yeah, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's um, so it's so diabolical. But the best part, which you which you sent me, is the very best part of it. The funniest thing is Porthos. Oh yeah, Porthos is just a pit bull dog. It's like, it's like, yeah, it's just like he's like it's like ah, because of course it's mirror universe. Porthos is an evil dog. He's an evil dog. <laughs> but see, yeah. they get the they understand the mirror universe. It's like diabolical evilness, where it's like yes. they're so evil. And all the ladies are... wear mid, and all the ladies are showing off their uh, flat stomachs with their midriffs. Yes, uh, the whole time. Uh, I love that it's Travis. So uh, he's got he's uh, his hair's long. He's got a piercing. <laughs> it's just like yes, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's all these little details. They're just like yeah, let's have fun with it. Let's just like go like do the exact opposite, and somehow everything functions still in this universe, which makes no sense. No, no, but it's 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 so much fun though. Yeah, yeah, very good. Um, these would be all like your three plus episodes, like these oh, yeah. the two of them, are quite yeah. good. Uh, and then we get to the lot, essentially the last storyline before the yeah. last step, before the last episode, uh, which is like, uh, remember that uh, xenophobia we saw earlier in the season? Well, it's back, it's and back, Peter baby. Peter Peter Weller back to being a Star Trek villain. Uh, he's just like a big like fascist uh, with a he's a minor private corporate man, mm-hmm. which makes kind of no sense in Star Trek now either. No, and but he's got yeah, a laser on the moon. He's, yeah, he's got a laser on the laser on Mars. Yeah, that he can zap anybody in the solar system until all the aliens leave Earth, or he'll zap mm-hmm. you. That's the payoff. Oh, and then there's a Vulcan hybrid baby. Uh, that that uh, basically is. that that gets set up to die. So to Paul and Trip can be sad at the end. Yeah, um, and the and... baby dies. And you go, yeah, oh off God. camera. But that's not and that's not the only death before the end of the series. You're like off camera. You're like what? What, yeah, what is this yeah. show? This this it gets off the rails a little bit. Yeah, there's a whole thing like they started adding an element of it because like I don't know when in the production of this season they would have figured out that this was the end of the series. Probably halfway where they went. Well, the ratings started at like I think I saw the first episode of Enterprise had like 12 million people watch, and at this point in the series they were below three million. And even though everyone agreed the show was better than it was before, yes. and they canceled it because ratings sucked. And man, you can see some of the budget stuff. Like there is a beat a bit where uh, I think they go back to Earth, and Archer is walking around like giving a speech at like the I don't know Starfleet, and it is some like real cheapo video game looking backdrops. It has a it has a charm to it, but it looks horrible, like yeah. really crappy. Takes you back to a better time. Hey? Takes you back. Takes you back. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just like yeah, it's about the Starfleet's like uh, not being viewed very well either because the idea is that they're going out there bringing aliens back with them. And now they've mm-hmm. also put, because of the Zindi attack, it's like, which they've never really explored like the ramifications of that being like, well, now Earth's got a target on it from all these aliens. We're all at risk. We got to get rid of the aliens. Uh, this also, oh yeah, because the Mirror Universe episode opens up with reuse of the first contact footage. Uh, mm-hmm. from the movie First Contact and what why Mirror Universe is different when he was just gunning down Vulcans. It's good down there to see him! <laughs> Which was fun. It's weird that they had like two back-to-back episodes about like killing aliens. 
You yeah. know, and, and that's bad. And you're like, I thought the whole thing that we've all been sold the bill of sale on uh, Star Trek is humans have gotten past all these things and like immediately, very quickly fall right back into it. And you're well, like, Zindi changed everything, Jared. Since Zindi changed everything, and you're like, well, you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then, yeah, to fall in a trip for sad. It's very sad. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, there was like there was one of the episodes though that it was kind of like I'm like oh man, like you felt sad. Yeah, I, I, was it that? It was just like something was played. There's a big speech I think that Archer gives, and again it's like you're like damn, this is what I like about Trek. I think uh, it's in that episode. Or there's one where Archer's talking about um, the Federation or something, right? Like uh, where would it be? I'm trying to find it. Um, good. I don't. Oh, we you you never mentioned Klingon James Avery from uh, the Klingon episode when they uh, they talk about why Klingons have changed so much. Oh, Klingon James Avery is in there, which yes. I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah, we get like. Uh, yeah, sorry, I I can't I I don't have it in my notes, but I do think Archer does give some kind of talk about like yeah the Federation and exploration, and he's like, and this is what it's all about. He's like ups and downs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. Uh, and then you get to the last episode, which, which I is... mean, a, a lot of people just go end with the episode Terra Prime. And then that's like, you, you could just call it there. And uh, I mean, okay, so this is my feeling on the last episode, which I've only, I've only yeah. ever heard how bad it is. I don't think it's as bad as I would have expected it to yeah. be. It's extremely it's just... misguided. Yeah. So the, the thing I didn't realize, so this isn't set in like 11 years after next generation has finished with the crew, which wouldn't make, wouldn't make mm-hmm. sense anymore. No, it's actually set during the episode, the Pegasus, which is season seven of next generation. And you're like, wait a uh... minute. And they're like fitting Jonathan Frakes and Marina Sturtis into the uniforms. And it's like, well, they're mm-hmm. like 11 years older. And yeah, like, like oh but they're like, Oh, it's cause it's like, but you get like one Brent Spiner vocal, uh, over, an, uh, the, I don't know, communicator and then they're like oh, I, gotta, I gotta watch this holodeck reenactment of Archer's last day to see how he handled things uh, so, so I can talk, get the courage to talk to uh, Jean-Luc about my involvement with the Pegasus project where we were trying to do clone stuff or not clone mm-hmm. stuff cloaking device stuff uh, in this asteroid remember that episode is from season 7 guys who could, who could forget and like, so you do get like uh, an enterprise episode, but it's like kind of done in this historical way, which again, I don't actually mind that, but man, mm-hmm. th- everyone, everything just seems off. And yeah. on top of it, they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to kill Trip off. Uh, yeah. Off and, screen. We're just going to tell you he's dead. Yeah. And well, then you go, uh... yeah well, cause he's going to get healed, but it's like, well, his like lungs were like hyperheated. You're like, which is like, ugh. Like, <laughs> it's like classic. I've been there. Yeah, and he's done, and then he's dead, and it's like, hey, that was sad, and it just moves right along, and because yep. uh, it's like, it takes place six years. Yeah, the 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 scenes of the Enterprise that you see are set six years after the previous episode. Uh, it's like ten. It's, their ten year mission has wound down, and Archer's like, mm-hmm. he's giving his big speech that we saw very briefly, uh, like from the distance that Archer was going to give. So we never actually see the Archer speech. We get a Deanna Troy saying, I remember having to recite this speech in class. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then it just ends. And the whole gimmick, of course, is that uh, the ongoing gag on Enterprise is everybody talks about the cook. They talk about cook and whether oh, he's yeah. doing a good job, bad job. And so in this episode, it's all the characters 
uh, on the holodeck talking to Cook, who is Riker, uh, mm-hmm. who's he, who gets to talk to the you know the computers, alg- the, the AI algorithm, yeah, talking to mm-hmm. Orson Welles about how they would have been thinking about stuff like that. So it's kind of like a weird wrap up to the series. It's just like oh, like I don't know, I don't, I want to. I think they were they were shooting high. They had an idea, and it didn't work. And yeah. I think that. I think yeah, I think the one uh, the actress who plays uh, to Paul, she's like pretty vocal about like her where she thinks the show went wrong, and she's not wrong like at all. I mean, it's yeah. always hindsight, right? But I mean, uh, and then um, uh, the guy who plays Flocks, he's also like you know obviously. I mean, this is uh, probably a a big deal for him because I think he's probably the most well regarded character on the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, without yeah. question. Without other than, other, question. Uh, 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 other than Porthos. <laughs> well, fuck. Who could forget Porthos? No. Um, yeah, I remember. Like, I didn't much care for this last episode, but it was. I didn't. I didn't know it was like that because I remember I was watching, um, and I was like TNG. I was like, what is this? And then I was like, wait a minute, is this the last episode? And then it ended, and it was just over, and I was like, what? Yeah, because I didn't I didn't realize it was the last episode because this season was shorter than other seasons. Because yeah, another like, two, was... yeah, four episodes shorter. Because only twenty two yeah. as opposed to the last one, which was twenty four. But the first two were twenty six apiece, and they weren't even the good seasons. Yeah, so I I didn't see it coming. Um, I didn't have any idea that it, it ended like that. And then, I, like, I just remember f- feeling bummed out, and I was just like, man. I was like, it was, I was like Riker and Deanna Troy were on here more than anybody else. I was like, I want to oh. see Porthos. <laughs> I said, I want to see Trip, and they took him from me. Like you know, I, that that was what I remember being like. I was yeah. like, oh, I was like, where's my Enterprise guys? Enterprise, Enterprise, bullshit. I, Anyways, so you're done. I'm done. And uh, now, and when, your... when 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 this episode ended, what series popped up for me to watch next? Oh, I can uh, I can guess. Yeah, I don't, you might guess wrong. Uh, Voyager. Voyager is correct. Not oh, that's what Discovery. I was... No, I think I think they knew. They were like, this guy's never seen Voyager. They're like, we should recommend. So I'm. How far into Voyager are you? Four episodes, none. five? Uh none. Because that was a, it. Was I finished watching uh, season four at three in the morning, and I went, no, I'm good. Okay. Are you gonna watch? Voyager? I watch. I watch twenty-two episodes in a week, RJ. A, I know you did. You did pretty hardcore. good. I, I did okay. Uh, did Voyager is, is a possibility that Voyager is in my future, so I can yeah. be like, I've watched all of Star Trek except for animated stuff and Discovery. Yeah, not like, not gonna happen. You but, don't have to watch this or like the animated, uh, other than the original animated series because yeah. that thing's cool. Nah. I mean, you and me would watch it because we're. I can't remember if I actually watched all of it. I was. I, I watched like, it all. It was. Good. I took a chunk out of it. There's like I don't know the animated stuff when they're like swimming yep. underwater, man. I mean, man. if you. What if I actually you... need to do is I need to rewatch the movies. I, I actually yes, should you do should like do a... that too. Yeah. Um, if you wanted, I could give you the curated Voyager where I could just look at my notes, but that's not always the way to do it. Like. <laughs> I don't know. Voyager has seven seasons, and I would say that there are ten, <laughs> ten absolutely great episodes. Hey, RJ, how, how many episodes of uh, Voyager are there? 300? Uh, not quite. 250? No, it's like less than that. 
20, so 20, uh, 26 times seven, seven. 182. 182. Okay. My, yeah. my boy. Yeah. So there's 10, 10 of those are good. And then 172 of those are, or 150 of them are okay, whatever. And then 10 of those will be some of the big, absolute most dog shit you've ever seen in your life. So that's something to look forward to. Sick. Yeah. I, uh, I there's some good episodes in there. There's what, just what a I, lot of bad episodes in there, yeah. also. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not like, I'm, I still like can watch. It tracks easy to watch. I mean, even yes. Voyager at this point, it's like, I'll just be like, oh, like Chicote. Oh, Tom Paris. Chicote's oh. actually pretty good. Chicote is cool. Tom Paris is incredibly just, annoying. Yeah, I just. Uh, Garrett Wang is incredibly <laughs> annoying. Yeah. Um, who else? Who else we got there? Uh, two, Harry. Uh, what, are you, what are you trying to say about Harry? He's lame. He's such a lame. Uh, what what like I should what, what, what I should what I should just do is I should just listen to uh, his podcast with uh, Tom Perry. Garrett Wangs. Yeah. I don't know, man. It sounds a little bit tricky. I bet you they're uh, probably. I bet you they I bet you it's a fun show to listen to. They probably. It could be. I, I bet you like. I mean, I don't know. I think all. I mean, I think all the Star Trek people are pretty cool i mean they probably love that they have fans uh that like adore them and think about their stuff for like years to come that's always like that's probably uh has a charm to it i mean the smart like like some of these people it's like i mean i don't know bill shatner probably hated it because he's like i was a real actor (laughs) Um, and then nimoy probably was like i mean he he went through his phases right Uh, i am not spock and then i am spock i am the spock and then you go you are the spock the Spock. The. The Spock. The. Anyway. Well. We'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, Voyager got... is whatever. But uh, here's here's what people really want to know. Was the trip through Enterprise what you expected? And can uh, you recommend it for others? I would recommend it for a Star Trek fan to watch. Oh, it's yeah. It's better than any of the current streaming stuff. Yes, I would is. even say I think it is more is it's better than picard season three in some ways like i would say on the whole because it's traditional I, I and i liked it and i like picard yeah. season three just fine it's a really good star trek next generation movie but mm-hmm. if you're looking for trek tv and whatever that feels to you like i'm talking like from a person like uh who grew up with that trek like yeah. I, I think enterprise is uh much unfairly maligned and I would say I was part of that because I never watched it because I was always like, I've only ever heard bad. And when I watched it, I was like, what is this crap? And watching it now, you go, man, they don't make TV like they used to. <laughs> they sure don't. No, we didn't know. We didn't know how good we had it. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, this show, that show was coming out when Sopranos was on the air, or like six feet under, yeah. like some of the best television there is. And it's like watching Enterprise, it'd be like, uh, no thanks. And then like even like uh, Battlestar Galactica, like which was like incredibly polished. It just feels like a completely different type of show. But I think Battlestar Galactica is responsible for how bad Star Trek is now. I think that I mean, show. I think you're probably right. I I I am always right. I I understand. Well, <laughs> well. But that's, all I know is, is that for a the... long time you refused to watch Enterprise, even though I did a, a very incredibly handsome man was 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 swearing. That it was worthwhile, just just hands and knees begging or pleading with people, give it a chance, give it a chance. 
it's a good show. It's a good show. Well, it took it took me watching uh, the Paramount Plus era new Trek to be like, uh, might as well watch Enterprise now. How bad can mm-hmm. it be? And it's like, yeah, it's not like there's like a huge swath of that show. I mean, even like the season four, which I enjoyed on the whole. It's like all you know, two star plus, which again is fine for Trek. It's I mean, fine. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's not it's not get... gonna be next. It's not gonna be next gen. Nope. Uh, I mean, there's like a huge swath of DS9 that isn't very good. Like the first oh, half yes. of DS9 is not great. There's like Until a, a handful of episodes. There's a handful of ep- good episodes that are like <laughs> all building. Uh, it's, it sets up characters. Things pay off slowly. It's 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 tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, next gen also half of next gen for sure is not very good. Without like it's I don't but it's way better. Than other like '90s classic shows, like I think like they're better than X Files. I think X Files is like I never even I didn't even finish watching wherever I left off season nine because it was just like yeah. oh I'm over this. Yeah. But I mean the the high water was my what's my high water mark for X Files that episode is it Bad Blood? That episode Bad Blood's wicked. It's the it's the best episode of the series without question. Really good. Uh, I, like I think it's, I think Morgan, it's only. I think. That's like the the episode for me. I think where I was yeah. like holy fuck it'll never be as good as this and it never mm-hmm. was. Yeah. yeah but i mean that it's like you said that is star trek though like with enterprise where it's like yeah there's like four two stars in a row but then you get a fucking five star banger right there you get dr <laughs> Flox being sad and you go holy shit this is what i signed up for baby yeah. but then when you hit new track like discovery it's like two is the entire way but then you get a zero star one and then you go oh <laughs> it's the op- it's going the opposite way um well i'm glad i'm glad you I'm glad you've come around to the world of Star Trek Enterprise because it is very fulfilling. It is a good show. There is Star some Trek. all of, well, Star Trek Enterprise. I mean, it is Star Trek was on the air on like network TV, whatever it is, uh, for 18 years. And uh, when was it 2005 was the first year there was no Star Trek on TV in 18 years. And it was a long time until mm-hmm. we got fucking discovery. <laughs> Yeah. And look look at what they did to our boy. <laughs> look at how they massacred our boy. No. Jared. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah. But we'll Enterprise see. is awesome. And uh now you know about season three Enterprise. Now you know about Dr. Flox, who is still, in my opinion, the best doctor, I think. Oh, we got we, I forgot to mention Blowfish, uh Dr. Flox. Oh was, yeah, when, when, when he, his stress reaction. When he's hit with the xenophobia and he's like Yeah. And you're just like, Flox does that? You know what's an, another op- awesome episode? Uh, any Dr. Flox ones where the entire ship is asleep, but he's awake. That's a wicked Dr. Flox episode. That episode where he has to go to sleep for like four days and he wakes up with long fingernails. And that's a wicked Dr. Flox episode. And he's drunk. And he's drunk. Yeah. His pen pals. Oh, man. I love Dr. Flox. That dude rules. So cool. You know what also rules? What's that? The news. Oh, I got news for you. Yeah? I got some pretty... Uh, you might... You you might need to kind of sit down here, pal. I'll already beat you to it. See, I'm already seated here. Okay. I, I really hate to break this to you, man, because oh. I know you were really excited, but... No. The Kang Dynasty is officially over. Oh, no. We all had, we all had our suspicions, but it's official. 
they have changed they have dropped the Kang dynasty from the title of that new movie coming out in two years or whenever it was. So I'm really I'm really sorry, man. I know you were looking forward to that for a really long time. The Kang Dynasty is over. Well, that's big, but uh inevitable. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. anyways. <laughs> oh hey, here's a here's something interesting for you. A guest announcement to Volcon, the Vulcan Star Trek convention in the summer. Oh. Oh Sandra Gimple, uh with a star beside her name and it says better known as the salt vampire. Oh my god. In it, it will, will she be in costume? I I hope so. You know what actually really uh is a real shitter? I wasn't in the Star Trek and I was looking at past um guests to Volcon. They got Dr. Flocks. They've had to pull. Yeah. Spock came here like 10 years ago before he yeah. died. They had like really good guests for a long time and now now that i'm into star trek they got the fucking yep. salt vampire hey hey we're, <laughs> what can you say we're down to the salt vampire they already burnt through all the good ones what, 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 when are they going to get um was it the the daphne or whatever the fuck it was like where they did like salt vampire 2.0 and next generation like they just Remember I mean, that they, one? They will eventually. Yeah, it's like the girl. She's yeah. got like the uh, Wesley's got a crush on her, but her like protector is like a not salt vampire creature. Mm. Remember that? Damn it! Yeah, I do remember that. Unfortunately, I think even um. Remember, remember Wesley? Well, I remember Wesley. He's the been dolphin. he's been to this a couple times. The dolphin. <laughs> yeah. He he's uh, he's attended uh, Volcon a few times. But um, what else was I going to say? They've had incredible guests. Like, they've had all the Ferengi out there. Like, sad, 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 Shit. sad. Anyways, what were we talking about? News. Oh, yeah. Do you got any news? Uh, I've got releases for Criterions. Remember remember Criterions? Mm, what's that? Sometimes people, sometimes, uh, people ask, hey, what are you doing on uh, Wednesday night? Uh, maybe we could do something. I go, sorry, I got a podcast. And they go, you have a podcast? And I go... Yeah, and they kind of look at me, waiting for me to like tell them about it, and I just go say, "Well, see you later." <laughs> see you later. And then they go, "What's it about?" And I go, "Well, it's just, it's essentially an excuse for my uh, friend and I to hang out and talk, I guess, a few hours a week. But uh, about otherwise, Trek, probably, otherwise I wouldn't see him. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we started with this idea. Uh, have you ever heard of the Criterion Collection? And they go, "No." <laughs> I go, "Well, most haven't either, and fewer and fewer people give a shit." But here we are, with the rocket strapped to us as we blast our way in order. And let me tell you, you, you learn to really go. Why do people? Why do people ever like these movies? What's wrong with the French? What's wrong with the Italians? What's wrong with the Japanese? What's wrong with what? America? What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And then you go, well, it's all made worth because you know in 4K we've got a story of floating weeds, floating weeds. Two films by Ozu coming. We got mm-hmm. big, big one though. Jorge, which Pe- what's that? Peeping Tom, it's back in print, 4K. Hopefully that oh, guy so that who DVD got that free copy. Worthless now? It, it, yeah, oh, it's worthless now. It's <laughs> absolutely worthless. So hopefully oh, that, guy, that guy. I wonder if that guy offloaded it before it. Uh, he might have. He might have made like a hundred dollars off of that though. And some poor sap paid him, and we got nothing to show oh. for it except this story about this guy who cheated us out of social media exposure. Son of a that bitch. might be more worthwhile than if Maybe. he had made a post and six people liked it. Now That's we have true. an enemy. 
Yeah. Yes. This guy. Forever. Um, we got something here called the th- uh, the three revolutionary films by Usmani Sembin. Uh, these are movies from Africa, Senegal, Senegal. I guess uh, I don't. Know. I'm not. I'm not familiar with any of these movies, but I guess this is like sure. kind of like why the Criterion Collection exists is to put out things like Imate and Zala and Sido from the seventies. Uh, I don't know. I can't comment. Don't know anything about it. Uh, recent movie though that just came out what this year, last year now, Anatomy of a Fall, coming to the Criterion. Mm-hmm. Another movie you can check off the list, RJ. You don't have to watch this now for another ten plus years. But if Beautiful. it wins Best Picture, are you gonna watch it? Is it nominated for Best Picture? It is. Oh fuck! Because you watch Best Pictures, and then what? What fuck. are you gonna do? Fuck! Because you gotta watch those fucking movies. No. No, these are the rules you made, man. Not me. Damn it. Shit. Okay. These well, are... man, I'm damn it. I'll double dip on that one potentially. But I still have to watch Coda. <laughs> well, there's that. only one way to watch that fucking movie. Which I can. I can. Oh. Hey, um, Karen uh, Kusama's Girl Fight from 2000 coming to you on uh, Blu-ray, not 4K, but it's a dig- it's a 4K digital restoration. Why isn't it on 4K? I guess because they couldn't justify the cost, but, but why wouldn't Man, you put I, it out? Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez in 2000. Girl fight, girl fight was like a, uh, like this was like a king of trade, like normal movie to see, like all the time. So, you think it was because horny old dudes bought it because it was called Girl Fight and then they watched it and they're like, oh, oh, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I think I remember this DVD and just being like, I'm not interested in that. But I just see it all the time. It was at Blockbusters, uh, in bargain bins, because there's DVDs of it. Because it was like, hey, remember Michelle Rodriguez? Big star. Strap strap the rocket to her. Now she's in the Criterion Collection. Do you think she signed up for it, though? The the channel? No, because she's not an idiot. No, Michelle Rodriguez's thing is that in every movie she's ever been in, she goes, I didn't sign up for this. Oh, but she didn't sign up for the Criterion Channel either. She didn't do that one either. She, she made the right decision. Yeah. Sometimes the sometimes the movies we watch aren't even on there. Really cool. Not this uh, week. Sometimes, though. most I was, times. I was shocked. shocked. I was I was also shocked. I was like, "This is on there." Damn. Of all things. And I said, "Blessed be to to the emperor." <laughs> Ten thousand years to you, Jared. Yeah. Ten thousand more. Yeah. Well then, we got a movie to talk about. Okay. After the break, we're gonna go sniff some poo. Excuse me. Gotta make sure we're getting enough protein.
dawn of ten thousand years, you will be the son of heaven. At the age of three, he ascended to the dragon throne. As a boy, he was the absolute ruler of Imperial China. Stop! The Emperor will walk. His life filled with sights and sounds no other human being on Earth could experience. I think the Emperor is the loneliest boy on Earth. I want a modern wife, Johnston, who speaks English and French, and who can dance the quick step. As a man, he became its captive. I do not want to escape anymore. I want to rule. A victim of its violent history. I stop. I am accused of being a traitor, a collaborator, and a counter-revolutionary. It is not an accusation! A prisoner of his own power. Do you think a man can become emperor again? Yes. The Japanese. They are getting closer to him every day. He was Pu Yi, Lord of 10,000 years. 10,000 years! The last emperor. Bernardo Bertolucci's The Last Emperor. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. And tonight we're talking about The Last Emperor from 1987. Directed by sure. Bernardo Bertolucci. Doesn't sound Mandarin. No. <laughs> Sounds uh, quite, kind of. quite not Mandarin or canto or any anything really canton manchurian nope no no it is a this is a, a movie by an italian made uh, made shit. a film for the world for the world oh, specifically yeah. the english-speaking world oh. he rj in the tagline he was the lord of ten thousand years the absolute monarch of china he was born to rule a world of ancient tradition Nothing prepared him for our world of change. I feel like he wasn't prepared for anything, to be honest. In a synopsis from Letterboxd. Oh yeah, there's Letterboxd, yeah. A dramatic history of Pu Yi, the last of the emperors of China. From his lofty birth and brief reign in the Forbidden City, the object of worship by half a billion people... Through his abdication, his decline in dissolute lifestyle, his exploitation by the invading Japanese, and finally to his obscure existence as just another peasant worker in the People's Republic. Um, the People's Republic of China. That's right. Yes, I'm familiar. Yes. 
RJ, uh, of the two of us, you have been to China, the mainland and, China. And this is this is accurate, Jared, and I, I have something quite quite shocking to uh, you and the listeners yeah. out there. Um, you know where this movie takes place? That Forbidden City. Yes, uh, I've been there. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it, it is a tourist attraction. Oh. It was crawling. Uh, this didn't have the gigantic mousy tongue uh, picture on the front of it that I saw when I was there, but mm-hmm. uh, this one was also good for other reasons, um, like uh, the one they show here. So, yeah, I was there, Jer. I uh, yep. smelt the air. I, I touched the dirt. And, you you, uh, you like were the, you were the boots on the ground. Yeah, I did some I did some recon for this podcast. Okay, anyway, I know people really like listening to us because of how like uh, seriously. Uh, we kind of commit to um, the amount of homework we do on uh, on this. Like, I know a lot of people were upset with our lack of uh, the the lack of depth on uh, feudal Japan that we offered uh, <laughs> on a lot of those earlier episodes. Yeah. Uh, so um, I'm here to say that, like, uh, yeah, I went. I, I went to um, Beijing and I went to Shanghai and uh, uh, this week. Yeah, and I, I got a well. I mean, the time when I went is irrelevant, but uh, let's just say I went there and I did the research, and um, yeah, I got uh, I got kind of a ground level look at what's going on. Um, saw that Damn. emperor's chair. Uh, saw some jade. Um, did Did you see a cricket? Was there a cricket? Uh, there? I saw lots of crickets. Uh, to be honest, um, there's crickets in the ponds. There was crickets uh, for purchase if you wanted um, for eating. Okay. So there is that. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, those, those little ponds, like the kind of courtyard area where the concubines live. Uh, I mean, I might have dipped my toe. Yeah. Who's well, to say? Yeah. Did, uh, <laughs> did you meet any eunuchs? I hope not. Uh, well, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think a few. Um, but uh, the, sel- the self-mutilation in the beggar community there is kind of an issue that they're trying to tackle. So uh, I think I did meet some some men who were missing some of their accessories. Oh, oh no! Their accessory organs. Some have said. Okay. Uh, did you uh, take a train from Beijing to Shanghai? Uh the or bullet fly? train. Yeah. Uh, I did ride the bullet train. Yeah. Like, I did, if that's what the bullet, like, I rode. I rode a bullet train when I was yeah, there. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I mean, because uh, Beijing and Shanghai are pretty far apart. <laughs> Uh, actually, no, wait, I think I might've flown from like a domestic from Beijing to Shanghai. Okay. Uh, there, yeah. there was other, well, I, I've been in places in between too. Like, uh, cause there's like, yeah, it's, there's one of those things where it's like, there's a, there's quite a distance between like the, the distance between Hong Kong, China's Shanghai and Beijing. Yeah. Ch- China's large. It's a large landmass. Yeah. I mean, yeah. be, be looking at a map, it's like, oh, it's like almost like the length of the main island of Japan yeah. between the two. So it's like, yeah, it's, yes. it's a bit, it's a big, big difference. It's a bit. I went, uh. Beijing, Shanghai, uh, Xi'an, where the uh, terracotta warriors are, oh. and then Wuxi, Wuxi, Wuxi mm-hmm. I think it was like uh, I can't remember exactly what it was like. It was like on the outer banks of Mongolia. So I've been on the outside of Mongolia as well, but uh, never to Hong Kong, Jared, because that's a uh, you know uh, you know the British had their hands in Hong Kong for too for too long. I didn't want to support too that. Long. Didn't want to support that. Yeah. Actually, my dad was in China when Hong Kong got turned over. He said it was oh. wild. Was it like 94? It was somewhere around there, yeah. He wasn't in... Actually, he might have been in Hong Kong. I think he was in China. It was maybe Beijing, but when Hong Kong did change over, he was there. He said, uh, he said yeah, it was pretty crazy over there. 
97, 97. That's what it was. Yeah. I always remember. I remember at the time seeing those T-shirts. Well, people had T-shirts. Free Hong Kong. Well, I was like the, for the the handover. Yeah. I uh I had a mousy tongue T-shirt for a long time. Yeah. Uh, where, where, I didn't where, know what. Where it, is it? Uh, it's uh. since been um kind of worn out. I believe it was a white <laughs> shirt, and uh, oh yeah, you, uh, you know how white shirts go. Yeah, uh, I didn't know who I didn't know a lot about Mousy Tongue and his war crimes at the time. <laughs> what? But, uh, well, I mean, I, I knew who I knew he was like the I the knew who he was, crimes. but I didn't know like what you, you I don't talk in you don't, history. You don't, you don't, you don't, don't talk no. about the chair. Don't you talk about the chairman that way? Chairman Mao? Yeah. Do you say Mousy Tongue or Mao Z Dong? Because there's two. There's two. <laughs> I've seen both versions of that. Because I was always taught Z Tongue, and then I saw Z Dong one somewhere, and I was like Z Dong. I was like, that is how that guy. It is spelt that way. Yeah, but see, I always when I was there it was Z Tongue. It was Mao Z Tongue, and uh, then, then I saw the Z Dong. There's a there's, like, well, here's a Z Dong. Uh, how do you pronounce the name? Zodong. Uh, it's like Z D Z U H. That doesn't help because I'm like, how do you Zodong? Zudong? Mao Zudong? I don't know, man. My Cantonese and Mandarin are pretty good, so I'm pretty sure it's uh, Mao Impeccable, Zudong. clearly. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I do know some uh, some uh, Chinese dialect words that I was um, taught when I was there. Naiho? Uh, Zedong. Nihao. Nihao. Nihao is hello, I believe. Nihao. Yeah. Did, uh, did you get called did you get called guilo at all uh yeah i got called a lot of things actually <laughs> when i was there i had really big sideburns and lots of the locals oh, wanted pictures of my sideburns i bet they did i was in a lot of like teen yeah uh i was a teen at the uh at one of the times i was there i was a teen too so it's uh it's not weird but uh a, a lot boy. of yeah a lot of local girls were trying to t- take pictures of my sideburns mm-hmm. um shui is water so at the restaurant shui water and then uh mayo chen means no money mayo chen. <laughs> yeah that was the first thing that the uh the guy that was like our kind of guide when we got there he's like he's like number one thing you need to know mayo chen means no money so you gotta he said you gotta hang on to that all right and we're like oh, okay yeah yeah so i've been there man yeah you've, you've, Not, you've been there i've been there man i saw you the, see, the James you've seen Reagan. some stuff I've seen some stuff. Okay. Well, now you can say you've seen The Last Emperor. <laughs> this is a movie that I don't know about you. I've never seen this ever, but this uh I I, I know a lot of other people probably had the same experience, but this thing haunted me in video score- stores because I'd always see the cover of Hellraiser and then I'd see The Last Emperor cover and I was like, what it was always there, you know. It was just one of those VHS well, covers. That I always, always yeah. Saw. Well, when this thing came out on VHS uh, for rental, like it was all over the video stores, and I was always like, "What the hell is this? The Last <laughs> Emperor looks scary." Yes, I don't know because, like, I don't know. I, I think it would pop up on uh, other tapes too of movies where they like. So this would have been. Uh, Columbia, so before they'd be like the last emperor and then uh it'd be like an epic that everyone must see and like it was some accolades for it i'd have to find mm-hmm. a trailer it'll be in the episode before this however it sounded but i was always like what is this about like what what i don't know even what, where this place is 
what is this this Asian epic as a kid? And you're just like, I don't know. The Last Emperor. And then but they it was all over the place. Best picture winner. And like fucking nobody talks about this movie anymore at all. What about Peter O'Toole? No no one talks about Peter O'Toole at all. Either. Fuck, that's pretty rude. He's just even, even though he played a guy named RJ oh, in this. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty good. But I mean, Peter O'Toole is just hanging out. He's a good Canadian guy. He's still hanging out in his hometown. Like, someone should show him some love. <laughs> always, a, always a good Canadian boy. Every actor. Hey, RJ, what do you think the budget yeah. of this movie was? Uh, okay, wait. 88, right? 87. 87? Yeah. Okay, well, I, I do not Before adjusting for inflation. Before adjusting for inflation, and I, I would like, before I even say, I would say the lion's share of this budget probably went to the People's Republic of China, the government, to have the rights to film in the Forbidden City, because I think this is like the only movie that ever did that. Like, It was a big deal at the time. Yeah, like, at, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, well, that, I would I say think, $180 million <laughs> in 1980. How about 25? 25 million? 25 mil. It was twenty million of it. To, did that go nope. to the People's it, Republic I, of China? I don't think. I don't think they wanted like a cut of that. That action. Uh, no. Nope. So what they did. So for the extras, because this was a collaboration, they're they're not going to make this movie without the uh, uh, the Chinese government being involved, uh, obviously. Mm. But uh, my understanding is, I think the uh, like the the army basically supplied all the extras. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, that's yeah, cool. That's what they they're gonna do. They're gonna be the, uh, they're gonna fill in fill in those scenes, uh, those yeah. breathtaking scenes. You're like, holy shit, this isn't Enterprise anymore. <laughs> this isn't your dad's Enterprise. No, like no, not at all, not at all. Uh, but this movie kind of throws you into the deep end, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm glad I live in the age of Wikipedia, where I can like fill in some gaps and look up names because I'm just like, who? Who's that? Who's this all about? Said, who the hell's Poo Yi? Poo Yi. And I, uh, I know him as Chuck. So, so this is based on a autobiography of uh Asian oh, Gyaro Poo Yi. Uh from Emperor to Citizen. Uh it came out in nineteen sixty. Oh, so, so there's seven three, years yeah. before he died. So yeah, so there's the Wikipedia on this is real uh Short. And there's Body. not one of very, very short here. Um, it's called literally translated as first half of my life. Mm. So, uh, I mean, he, he, he died in 67. So this book came out three years before he died. Um, first edition was written by uh, Puji, the little brother of Puji. The account and narration of the book ends in 1957. And the book was published uh, by Zinao Bookstore in 61. Second edition, uh, written by Wen Dali, uh, was and was thought of as the final version, published by a publishing house in '64. My favorite here, though, is due to the social environment and political atmosphere at the time mm-hmm. of publishment, around 160,000 words were deleted from this manuscript. But on uh, the footnote, just says citation needed. <laughs> so it's like so it's just they just made claim. we just made it up, and then of course the, for the full version that came in two thousand seven, the full version restored one hundred and sixty thousand words deleted from the second edition. Again, did no, anyone no, count? No, no citation. It's like oh, because you know, uh, as Jonathan Frake says, we made it up. Oh, it's not real. We made it up. 
oh, made it up. That's that's sometimes how you have to view uh, uh, anything about <laughs> uh, when it comes Ripley? to uh, world world politics. Uh, when talking about things happening abroad, sometimes you just think about Jonathan Frakes saying, "We made it up. Hmm. It's all a hoax. It's all a hoax. Not this yeah. time. Not this time." <laughs> yeah. Oh, Riker. So, anyways, RJ. Yeah. How much of that twenty-five million dollars went to the turtle soup budget? Well, if that opening scene is anything to be believed, all of it. All of it went to that. How much uh, of that money went into taking care of the family of that mouse that uh, Puyi uh, <laughs> oh, uh, threw at a wall? Because I saw that mouse and uh, you he, he was being. I'm surprised they didn't make a, a tag in your <laughs> review. Oh, snap. It's because I watched this movie over two nights, and that's in the first part of yeah. that was in the first part of my watch, and I forgot to take it in the second part of my yeah. watch. We'll, we'll, just, we'll just get those out of the way. Um, let's, uh, let's throw was, all that was, in. Was, right was, was, or was that an animatronic turtle? Uh, no, that was 100% a real turtle. Uh, because the turtle soup is still uh, a thing in China. So, like, uh, 30 plus years ago, I guarantee that they were like, yeah, we'll cook up some real turtle soup for you. Bertolucci's, uh, the Italians love their Mondo cinema. I mean, I'm sure they do. The one thing I think I've mentioned to you before, one thing I actually kind of regret eating, and I didn't realize it was really bad. Um, like, when I was in China, I didn't eat anything crazy or anything weird. But um, the one thing I do regret eating was I, I was given shark fin soup when I was over there. And I was just <laughs> sure like, oh. you were. I was like, it's, del- okay. it's a delicacy. Yeah. And then I learned about the shark finning industry and I went, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. this is I was like, oh, my don't, God. They don't call it. They, they don't call it shark soup. No. No, I didn't know though. I was like 16 when I was over there. I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But uh, I did turn down other things where they're like, "Do you want this?" I was like, "Um, oh, no, man, I'm you, good." You fucking you, you devour it, man. You eat it all. My dad got served a snake once. It was a Dick. big python. I, I eat it. Coiled up with an apple in its mouth. Fuck, that sounds wicked. Yeah. It. Well, it was, it was an honor there too. If you were the guest, it, you had to, oh. you you were supposed to eat the head. That was well, the well because they know your dad's like the the beef man. You gotta, you they gotta served impress. him beef tongue too. But, yeah, uh, they get, they did give him a snake once. And he, I, he didn't eat it. No, he did. He he Good. was respectful. Good man. Good man. Yeah, he was respectful. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like, sure it's like it's gotta be good, right? It's gotta be good. Well, I mean, I I think he it wasn't that. He he didn't say it was good, but he was just like I don't know. He's like you're over there doing <laughs> their things. Me. It's not for me. It's not for yeah. me. The, the, the snake meat. If they if they gave him a live snake and they were like kill it, he'd be like no, I'm good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. See. There you go. Yeah. So, anyways, this movie kicks off this this emperor. Yeah. Um, we have this guy. Uh, he Palpatine. is uh, Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, he's only 44 here. We don't even know who this dude is. He's just a guy in glasses. You know, like Millhouse. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. Probably misses his old glasses. Yeah, or Bart. Bart misses his old glasses. <laughs> yeah. uh, so anyway, uh, he's going to jail. He's going off to prison. Uh-huh. And you're like, what kind of dystopic hell hole is this? Everything's so drab. Everyone seems so miserable. Everyone's so miserable. Everyone's so um, miserable. What what could have brought this all upon us? And you're like, who's this guy? And why is everyone like looking at him? 
and he's being treated so uh, shabbily because why is he going to jail? Uh, then people start throwing themselves to the ground, bowing, and they're like, stand up, you morons. <laughs> like, don't do that. And then, this, and then this dude lurks off to the bathroom and uh, does a real uh, sad job of trying to kill himself. It's like down the street, not across. So uh, that's that's apparently some uh, malar- malarkey that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's some film mix stuff, and it doesn't even uh... go away. It doesn't even mean anything. So anyway, it turns out this guy was a little kid once. He was a little two year old boy, yeah, and it turned out there. he became the emperor of China. And, Ten thousand uh, years. Yeah, because the old emperor died. There's some offhand comments that he'd been, you know, killed, assassinated himself. Yeah. Uh, and now we got two year old, and he gets whisked away from his mother. Uh, he doesn't get to see his mother again. He uh, doesn't get mm-hmm. to see his little brother, uh, except like once or once or twice again. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you, you get kind of whisked into this like crazy, like, no, I don't know, Baroque's the wrong word for it, but just like grand space of the Forbidden City. And like, mm-hmm. there's these like, I don't know what you call them, monks or royal like, guards or whatever. Monks. Yeah, like these orange frilled figures all in this courtyard mm-hmm. chanting and he's being like the cameras like just craning along just tracking along showing this like expanse continuous shots and you're like holy crap what is this movie what's all this is this all this movie's going to be is this like visual splendor no no it's not well, it's gonna be it's gonna be like no. that for about 20 minutes and then the rest of the movie's gonna look really nice uh but it's gonna it's gonna settle down danzig Mm, well, yeah, you should settle down, Danzig as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's pretty cool uh, for ten minutes. Yeah, you're like holy, holy moly. Uh, yeah, so this kid's going to get appointed uh, as the, as the new ruler, the monarch of China. Uh, you get to meet the the empress, uh, who immediately dies. Susan. He's the one eating that soup. Yeah, got a dog and like lots of hand servants and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I kind of just like was really into this. The first, I, first, I watched this for the first time about eight years ago, mm-hmm. and probably lacked a lot of context at the time because I was just blasting through Best Picture winners just to say I'd watch them, mm-hmm. and I was like really impressed with the first twenty minutes of this movie, and then the rest of it just felt like a regular old biopic. But now, I feel like I've read a little bit more to fill in some gaps. Sure, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, so anyway, yeah. the Emperor's dad. Um, yep, you're the you're the little emperor now. And now I die. You get the growing the growing pains of a little kid who wants to go home and see his mom. Uh, you find out all these dudes that he gets to hang out with all the time. They're all eunuchs, mm-hmm. um, which was a, a practice uh, that goes back hundreds of years and didn't end till 1924. Because this was a, a this was a way to make a living, RJ. You know what you do? You decide. Well, I'm gonna cut my dick and balls off. And that, that I'm no longer perceived as a threat because I've, I can, why would I want to accumulate wealth? I can't give them to anybody. They have no children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great, great well, system. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's you know what? It's just a different time. It, it's a different time. Sure, sure. <laughs> but you, but you know, go, huh? don't, don't knock it unless you try. Okay. Just try it once. Yeah, once. You never know. That's all it takes. Yeah, just so try it once. So there's that like on the back burner, and like the film actually ever explicitly say what a eunuch is so it just assumes you know you know what it's all about Mm. he's got a wet nurse um 
Uh, so he gets to suck that nipple a few times uh, to the point where you're like, well, he's getting a little big for that, isn't he? Well, I mean, yeah, he's maybe not. No. It's not his wet. It's not his wet nurse chair. It's his butterfly. His butterfly. That's right. Butterfly. Uh, we have uh, some poop action going on. Can you uh, explain, the, please? For the RJs, uh, there's this kid. So he's sitting essentially on like the porta potty throne. And he's pooping. There's a good scene where the kid stands up and the guy like picks him back up and like scrapes his butt on the seat to catch some poo leavings. What was the and adjective you so... used to describe that? <laughs> What's that? I don't even know. I see a lot of things. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, I see a lot of things. I can't keep track of them all. And then this guy like okay. runs out of the room. This is like a whole scene. This guy like runs out of the room, covers the, the, uh, the pot, and he brings mm. it to a guy, the poo sniffer. And oh. Ah, and he makes a comment about like not enough like the dietary uh, lacking in what needs to be done. Not enough bean curd. I mean, I, I don't you wish you had someone looking in on your stool? No, I don't take care you, of my own don't, business. Don't you? Well, what if you don't know? What if you don't know you're looking for? Oh. You inspect your own stool. I know, sure. I know exactly what's supposed to be okay. in there and what's not. Yeah. So I do the manly thing there, and I take care of my own needs. You know. So, uh, little brother shows up, pays him a visit. Uh, you get some, like, you know, little bits of pokes at the absurdity of, you know, procedure. Like, he basically has these people on his back and call. He's get, growing older. He takes advantage of that situation a little bit because uh, these people just have to take it. But uh, his little brother shows up, and he gets to do whatever he wants. He makes them run in circles. They'll run in circles. And then uh, all of a sudden, his brother's like, you're not even the emperor anymore. It's a the China's a baby. Ch- China's a republic. Uh, that's, that comes later. The baby killing. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Spoilers. And he's like, "What do you mean?" And you don't even know. Like, I don't think it's explicitly stated what's happened, but I mean, no, he has not. been forced to abdicate the throne. Mm-hmm. But it's like he willingly did it. But I'm like, no, they don't really show that. It's just like, yes, his his like handlers say, "Yeah, we'll sign that piece of paper. You just have to stamp it, kiddo." Uh, and we'll move right along because things are happening. There was a 1911 revolution off camera. Uh, one, and then, of course, he, he's going to come. He's going to become emperor two more times after this. Um, one's like, yeah, only two more times for different reasons. Um, so anyway, nothing really changes except that he can no longer. He definitely can't leave the Forbidden City anymore. And there's all kinds of rules about the Forbidden City. There's times where it's like, if there's an empress, only women can be in there. But if there's a man, then there's no, now it's no women, except for consorts and wives. Because this guy has a couple of wives going on. Because he can't pick. Uh, we get some real choice dialogue uh, in, in that bit, too, where he's like, uh, 17, too old. What about this one? And the guy's like, well, whoever it was, is like, well, she's 12. And it's like, <laughs> oh, RJ. Different times, different times. So, yeah, uh, we had some mentions about uh, uh, a fellow by Chiang Kai shek, uh, leader of the ROC, the Republic of China. Uh, he gets mentioned a couple times, like on and off. This is the guy who uh, is like your nationalist, like real, like, like absolute nationalist who hates the monarchy, hates mm-hmm. communists. Uh, wants to modernize, um, mm. but 
like he's also like contesting with uh the my the future warlords because there's gonna be an era of the warlords uh in china for like about 10 years this is the guy who kind of comes out on top of that but eventually uh he he uh runs afoul of the the communist party and he's not able to defeat them and uh when you lose a war you flee and what country did he go to uh form taiwan <laughs> There, there, there you go, RJ. We were just talking about Taiwan. Recently. Can you explain the relevance here? Could you maybe use like a like a celebrity to help explain this to me? Like, a, I don't know, like a Randy Orton. Okay, to explain it, yeah. Taiwan, please. Yeah, it's like uh, John Cena, maybe. Oh, I don't okay. Know. He, yeah, he went to Hollywood. He went to Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, no, they they went and colonized there and did a whole a lot of horrible shit there too. And then oh. then they've been other democracy. Now it's all gay. It's all good. No questions asked. It's all good. Not Randy Orton? Not Randy Orton, maybe. Sorry, okay. Randy. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, yeah. yeah. You could probably learn a lot more about the history of China reading a book than this movie. You're not going to get it at all from this. This is not about that. This is about this character. Uh, this this um, young, young man to, to man. Uh, and what... What is he doing in jail exactly? What's the Red Army doing here? They're they're bringing him to jail, and they want him to uh, confess his crimes. Uh, there's the warden of the jail, who I mean, I'd argue is a very good man, very fair, very reasonable. Mm-hmm. Gives this guy a, a lot of opportunity. He almost wants him to be better and owe up to the things that he did. When um, uh, Puyi signs off that he did something that he didn't do, he gets admonished for it, saying, "Why are you signing this?" He's like, I want the truth. I don't want you to like just say that you're responsible for something you didn't do. That's not right. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is about. Just have to acknowledge <laughs> you did something. You did a lot of bad things, like when you started uh, collaborating with the Japanese so you could become emperor again in Manchuria. That wasn't so great, was it? Um, mm. So anyway, so he gets, yeah. Uh, this is about an, 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 a monarch. Uh, he's got his two wives, uh, and well one's a wife one's a consort second second wife secondary yeah. consort yeah yeah they're all palling around uh playing tennis uh until one day the uh the the republic of china types the kuomintang uh they're like get the fuck out of here <laughs> you're out you're you're out of the forbidden city <laughs> like we're done with this shit uh and he's like fine because he really wants to leave the whole time they always wanted to leave now i can Go to England. Oh, there comes a point where he has a mentor, and this is where Peter O'Toole shows up as RJ. He's going to teach. He's going to teach him the Western ways, the Western yeah. world, Just that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Peter O'Toole's character is the only one who knows how to like get someone off a roof. Uh, and it turns out the emperor's uh, nearsighted, uh, so he has mm. to get glasses. And you're like, what did people do oh, beforehand? No. He's going to get glasses. So he gets glasses, glasses. yeah. And, uh, yeah, the westernization begins. And he he talks about reform, which is not the same as, like, saying, hey, you know what? This monarchy shit is is kind of a scam. (laughs) Really unfair. Mm. So you have, have, like, eunuchs working for you, but it turns out the eunuchs are supposedly also robbing you blind. And then when there's talk about, hey, we should do a count, uh, I'm not sure maybe Victor Wong did it, but uh, they said that they set it on fire because they're like, oh yeah, we've stolen lots of stuff. Um, and you're like, oh well, no biggie. Mm. 
Uh, and so anyway, they have to leave. There's talk about like what embassy we're going to go to. And the Japanese are like, well, we're uh, an imperialist nationalist uh, country in the making. We'd, we'd love China. We'd always want China. So uh, we'll take this Manchuria and you can be the leader of mm -hmm. it as a figurehead, buddy. You'll have everything you ever needed. And of mm -hmm. course, he'll only be a figurehead. And there's some real conniving going on. Uh, friends are not who they say they are. Uh, his one, the the girlfriend of his two wives, she leaves because she's had enough of it. She wants to have her own life. Because mm -hmm. uh, in the Western world, she's not gonna, he's not going to have two wives. And uh, then there's also the one uh, very Westernized um, Chinese woman who shows up, who's a spy working for the Japanese. Mm -hmm. uh, she seduces uh, his wife. And kind of embeds herself into it, so they can kind of like guide them and just make sure that yeah, you're not doing anything. You're like yeah, you're just here to like sign pieces of paper and make it official. So we be like, look at this great collaboration we have with with China. Japan will say at that point. Um, and then of course like this is like kind of cross cutting back and forth to like an interrogation that's happening in the in the jail in the 1950s uh, after his arrest, and you get to see him watching some news reel footage of uh you know news of the day uh about like the horrors of like manchuria under japan uh which had been turned into an opium factory uh people were just being subjected to opium there uh a little talk about the rape of nanking uh which is real run one fun fact from the wikipedia was that when uh last emperor was being or initially was going to get shown in japan uh the distributor there just like cut that part out <laughs> And then, of course, when it was learned, uh, Bertolucci was like, what the fuck? And he goes like, oh, sorry, it was a miscommunication. And you go, I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was Japan. Because <laughs> they still... What's a, what, what's a reap of Nanking? <laughs> they, yeah. Nanking? Yeah. Never heard I, I, I got to say, the, uh, the, the Japanese uh, whitewashing of their uh, imperial uh, nationalism is uh, incredible. Because people read and say, oh, I feel like it's a little cartoonish, <laughs> like the depiction of it. It's like, yeah, well, fascism's pretty cartoonish, like when you look at it. But I'm, I don't know if the same person would be like, oh, these Nazis in this, they're very like, ridiculous. It's like, no, they wouldn't say that. But Japan, it's like, no, they got, they got a bit of a pass. I know if the Japanese would have acted like that. Well, anime. That they, they, they made anime. <laughs> These are the same people who have Mario, and he's a good Italian yeah. Catholic. Yeah. Is this how these people talk, you think, Jared? <laughs> they might. They might. Yeah. Hey, I mean, there's a lot of things uh, people like. They like the uh, the ethnos <laughs> that uh, Japan is. So uh, maybe there's an appeal there. Uh, they can't the, talk. They can't some. be all bad. But they, again, they let that slide. They don't. They don't talk about that. Um, so anyway, this movie's like about I don't know. There's some great footage of uh, uh, the, the People's Party, you know, correcting this man, uh, really humbling him when he's got like a little servant who he's like yelling at for not putting enough like toothpaste powder on his brush. He's like, "Well, mm -hmm. fuck you, buddy. You're going into the, a room with a bunch of people. You're just like everybody else. You're not special, cupcake." Um, he gets admonished for uh, being too loud when he pisses. Uh, that's like pretty that's awesome. Classic. Yeah. Uh, we also get we do get a scene, of course, where uh, there's like some like is it in implication that oh the Japanese like kill a baby, <laughs> uh, born of born on the Fourth of July style killing babies with a needle, saying yeah that baby died. Tell me more about this Fourth of July. <laughs> 
Born on the Fourth of July, RJ. Oliver mm. Stone, great movie. Tom Cruise. There, he, I don't know if he runs very fast in, in it. that movie. He, oh, just, mm-hmm. he doesn't run fast, eh? So the cameras could keep up with him. You think? Yeah, he's in a wheelchair in that one for oh, half of it. Damn. Bad. Okay. Uh, but so <laughs> should mention the film reel though. Seems like well they were enslaving people with opium. Uh, everything they did in Manchuria was bad. Ergo, dropping the A bomb in Japan was okay. <laughs> That's like all this like news thing was clipped, and you're like, whoa, okay. okay. Um, but anyway, maybe that was uh, how things were back what, then, RJ. Different times. What, ma- what mass genocides are do you endorse? Uh I'd like to say none. I'm okay. gonna say none. I'm uh yeah. But do you use pesticide, Jarrett? Because if that's the case, then I we have don't. a. Uh, I don't. Have you ever even killed a mosquito once in your life? Sure. Okay, well, now we just have. <laughs> I don't even know what to think about here. We got the hypocrisy. How many, uh, what about Spider, uh, Mr. Spider, friend of all spiders, Bellagio? Uh, I've never harmed a single one. You take that up with the people at Dyson Vacuums if you have a problem with that. I've never, I've never pulled the trigger. Yeah. So there's this great bit, probably one of the highlights. There's two really good scenes. Uh, the, I really like the warden character in this because he's just yeah, so reasonable. He's so reasonable. Because uh, there's the bit where, uh, or uh, now like completely lost everything, loser emperor. He's like, man, I just, I just wanted to go outside. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, now you're just using me. How is that any different than what the Japanese did and all these other people did? And he's like, is that so terrible to be useful? Brilliant. Yeah. No. Is it? Uh, now, and then we cut to like when he gets released from jail. He did his 10 years. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he learned to garden. And uh, he's just going to be a worker. Uh, there's a scene. It's like, what, probably like mid-60s uh, China. Uh, yeah. uh, everyone's riding on bikes. Gardening when I was there, yeah. everything, every back in the sixties when RG was there, everything was great. Everything's yeah. wonderful. And then what do you know? Ah, oh, that that goddamn cultural revolution sneaking up on oh, you. No. Uh, I, I just knew uh, Jean Luc Godard somewhere getting real tight in the pants because he's like, oh boy. What do you fa- mean by that? My my favorite, the cultural revolutions here, and we can even get like a little dance number, uh, which mm. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is this is all part of it, baby. Was there a chairman? Mao. Yeah. Mao. But we also see that the warden, he's got a dunce cap on. He's being marched to the street. Um, And Mm. that looks fun. And, of course, the the emperor guy's like, hey, he's a good dude. He's a good teacher. And they're like, like a character, I think, literally tells him to fuck off. Um, Which is good. Good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just like, hey. I'm all to his times, RJ. Uh, yeah. so, uh, when, when I was looking up the uh, cultural revolution, uh, uh, to refresh myself because it's been since did you, you did know you just... grade school, grade school since uh, sure. uh, reading about it too too much. But uh, some of my favorites were things were like you know where millions were formally accused of being members of the five black categories. Are, are, what does that you... mean? Uh, let's see here. There's the four olds. Mm-hmm. The four olds are old ideas, old culture, old customs, and old habits. Got to get rid of yeah, them. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The five it's black classic. categories. Classifications of political identities. Black licorice. Uh, uh, here you are, Jay. You want to hear some? Black coffee. Hear, my, some, uh, of our, some of my favorite people. Yeah. 
landlords oh, get dear. rid of them rich farmers out oh. bad influence rich farmers okay bad bad influencers get them out of here okay <laughs> like sure right wingers fuck them counter revolutionaries okay yeah, I'm on board go. with all that except for the rich farmers thing. I'm not really sure what they mean by that, but okay. <laughs> rich farmers. Sure. They make sure. others work for them, I guess. Uh, yeah, like them. a tractor? Everyone should be working together like the tractor. Yeah, okay. okay. What, about, what about the other uh, five blacks? So m- millions were... That was the five blacks. Well, what about Frank Black? Frank Black? Jack Black? Jack Black. Uh, Jack White? Jack White. Count? Uh, he's one of the the five blacks, of course. White, one of the five white uh, categories. Hey. Jack Palace, so RJ, uh, obviously. Millions were formally accused of being members of the five black categories and suffered public humiliation, imprisonment, yeah. torture, hard labor, seizure of property, and sometimes execution. Or my favorite, harassment into suicide. Intellectuals mm. were considered to be the stinking old ninth. Uh, and became widely persecuted with scholars and scientists such as Lao Shi, Fallei, Yao Tongbin, and Zhao Zhonghai killed or forced to commit suicide. The country's schools and universities were closed and the National College entrance examination were canceled. Over 10 million youth from urban areas were relocated under the down-to-the-countryside movement policy. Hmm, interesting. We gotta feed people, RJ. I people mean, that's... We gotta make, we gotta, that's the, one of the core things. Boost literacy, get people uh, fed. You got to take care of people. Got to sometimes got to restart things. Like, uh, what do people want? Like a pork chop or something? I don't know. Is this, remember the remember the the Great Leap Forward? I know leapfrog. We're, we're, there you go. You know about leapfrogs? Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Are you a fan bad. of the Gang of Four? You fan? Uh, I know Gangnam Style. Yeah. Is that what, uh, anything? Uh, to do where, with this? where do you have your little red book? Do you keep it under your pillow? My red book? Well, I do have a red book, but it's um, it's in the bathroom. Okay. And it's not not used for what you think it's used for. Yeah, just just so, uh, for context, RJ, with the uh, Cultural yeah. Revolution. So, like, oh uh, sure, in, in contemporary China. After a CR cultural revolution directly affected so many individuals across society, memories and perspectives are varied and complex. It is often referred to in retrospect as the 10 year catastrophe, 10 year great disaster, or 10 years of chaos. Hmm. What about 10,000 years as emperor? Well, where does that well, I think? The, I, think the, I think they only had like, it was like 2,000 ish years of, uh, of rule. You got about 2,000? Yeah. Two 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 K. No. Didn't get it to forty. Mm. Well, you're close though. Pretty close, pretty close. So the uh, uh, the movie ends on this little coda. Uh it, it kind of does like a little jump to like it's like nineteen sixty seven, the year that uh uh Yupi dies. Uh and uh he's do- the the young man is all old manned uh it up for this performance and he's yeah, daughtering he's around. Yeah, he's uh, doddering around the Forbidden Palace, uh, very mm-hmm. touching. And then he sees like a kid who's like the son of like the caretaker of the building, and he's like, "I'm the, I was the emperor." It's like, prove it. And he was like, "Oh yeah." And he goes to his throne, and he he grabs a little jar. It's got a little. Mm. A, a What's little in the jar? Cr- the the cricket from earlier that the guy <gasps> it's had. It's still alive. 
<laughs> and the cricket's there, and it's and it's let out, and you're like, what? And then, the, and, and, and then he disappears. And the emperor's gone. He's dead. And then and we have a scene of like a bunch of tourists milling around, a bunch of RJs gawking, mm. going, golly. No, 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 no. Look, look at the grandeur. Say, golly, Miss Maggie. You saying that Emperor China lived? He drank all the tea here? All the tea? <laughs> That's right, right Mr. Beaupre. I say, gosh darn. I say, where can I give me one of them uh, crickets? Certified. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Big fan of your... I don't know. I it makes me it makes me think. It makes me want to like oh, wow. learn more, fill in gaps. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's an accomplishment. I don't know how this movie exists in its own right. Uh, how, how about that David Byrne co collaboration uh, music? That's like probably one of the more famous bits. I've heard this last uh, time. For, there's like one piece of this music that's used a lot. Um, I think. You, <laughs> but you, you yeah, know what I mean, it made me think of a lot? What's that? Zelda. There was a mm. song that got used a bunch in here. I was like, I was like, isn't this a Legend of Zelda song? And Quite then, possible. I, and then I was like, I don't know more, if it's, a, I was like, it's I not. Now, but it's, it's, it's not. But like it. it could be like very like this song. The soundtrack was a big deal at the time, and I could see yeah. like a composer being one of the the Nintendo guys hearing this and going, "Yeah, blast." Yeah, that was my big takeaway. So this like, is because uh, yeah, the uh, what's the main guy? I think or one of the main people involved is uh, Ryuchi Sakamoto. Oh yeah, uh, he worked. He's worked on tons of stuff. The oh, Revenant, the Rev. You know the Revenant. You know, Snake There's Eyes. No score in that. Femme Fatale. Mm. I'm, I've never heard of any of that. He's worked on stuff. Ooh, he's worked on Tokyo Decadence. Good poster. Oh, some say that you're kind of a Tokyo Decadence. Some say that. Um, some... Anyway, I don't know. I feel like uh, someone could do some real work on this film, writing about it in. Uh, Sure. Uh, in its context of like why this movie got made, what brought Bertolucci uh, to this material, wanting to make From this Italy. movie. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he's like Can made other movies. Like, like, well, this, I mean, I imagine that he probably has some uh, sympathies uh, to the, the communism because his one of his other movies he's made, The Conformist, uh, synopsis, mm. a weak with Italian man becomes a fascist flunky who goes abroad to arrange the assassination of his old teacher now a political dissident another one of his movies is the movie 1900 the epic tale of a class struggle in 20th century italy is seen through the eye of two childhood friends on opposing sides about communists versus fascists so i imagine that's uh probably one of his draws to it and i think making uh last emperor probably in 1987 uh was a possibility and mm. now i don't know I don't know what uh, what's going to get made. Um, I have an alternative theory. Yeah, I think he went there because he was tired. Uh, like as an Italian man, he was tired of people saying that like the Chinese culture invented pasta, and I think he went there to examine it a this little is, bit. What he want? He set out to make a Marco Polo film. Yeah, he was just like, <laughs> "Listen here, you fucks." He said, "You you didn't invent the pasta." He said, "I did," and then he started like cracking eggs and stuff like that. I think that's you, why he made this movie. Do you remember that this is the second uh, Bernardo Bertolucci movie we've watched? Yeah, that first one was, um, uh, what was that called? The Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? 
Yeah, La Camara Seca. La Camara Seca. I've never seen a movie with that title. Roman police detectives interrogate a series of potential perpetrators in their struggle to determine whom to arrest for the brutal murder of a beautiful prostitute whose body is discovered in a park on the day of a torrential rainstorm. One by one, the prime suspect, girl crazy teenager Nino, pickpocket Cantachia, and the soldier on leave, a tourist and a pimp, recount the events of the day to the police, each insisting he is innocent. Remember that? Never heard of it. Indeed, indeed. Never heard of it. My my review was watch out for those dudes in the toeless clogs, folks. Why? What do they do? I don't know. They probably kill people. That'd be that seems to be the implication. Oh, never heard of that movie. Never heard yeah. of it. I'm glad you liked it so much. Big China boy over here. Big Manchurian mm-hmm. candidate. Some have said. Yeah, I know. Every time you hear, I, I think Manchurian candidate or Manchu walk. Oh, uh, I wish yeah. we still had Manchu walk. Yeah. Something else now. I don't know. I can't remember what it's called. Hey, how's Haroba at the university? When's the last time you got that? It's been a long time. You think it holds up? Because I'd like to get some Haroba, but I've heard it's not as good as it used <clears> to be. And for uh, another fun movie for folks oh, to okay. check out, uh, uh, this uh, would be from Hong Kong. It's called Men Behind the Sun. It's an exploitation movie about... Uh, the, the, the fun of the Imperial Japanese Army of Unit 731 and their biological weapon experimentation on humans during the uh, Second mm. Sino-Japanese War. Is it? You, you, want, you want to see cats get killed on camera? No, thank you. Okay. Well, maybe not. But, no, what, if it's, what if it's by rats? Uh, Live on camera. Okay. Okay. I would say no, thank you. I'm that's not the, sure. That's, that's called the high ground, apparently. Oh, okay. That's taking the high ground making movies like that. Is is it? Yeah. A lot of opinions have, or a lot of people have a lot of opinions, don't they? (laughs) Yeah. People have opinions. Yep. People have. What's Warji? What did you think of the Last Emperor? Last Emperor, more like Emperor Turd, because they were smelling those turds all the time. I just came up with that. I, I didn't spend a long time thinking about that. That was could have workshop that more. I could have, yeah, I could have, I could have tooled that up a little bit. Um, so like I said, I uh, I remember the cover very distinctly because I saw it as a kid, from, like constantly. It was fucking everywhere. Uh, I think we probably even own this. Um, and I just never watched it because, like, when you're ten years old. You don't want to watch a three-hour movie about, like, Chinese politics. You'd be like, uh, I don't know about that. You're more uh, of a Last Samurai kind of guy. Yeah, well, I mean, you got Tom there. He runs really fast. Yeah. As, you know, people know. Um, but I threw it. So, like, I've, I know this movie. I've just never seen it. And I threw it on, and I went, hey, is that the grandpa from Three Ninjas? Mm-hmm. And then I went, hey, is that uh, Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat as one of the eunuchs? I went, wow, this is a star-studded affair. I said, hey, is that Christopher Plummer, a Canadian actor? No, it's not. Oh, no, Peter O'Toole, also Canadian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you call him up. Um, yeah, so like he he borrowed that name RJ for a while because uh, he was like, I'm a Trito. And I was like, yeah, you go, girl, and do your thing. Uh, I didn't know there was a lot of star power in this, but um, 
So I turned this thing on, and uh, a- Andy watched like 30 minutes of of it with me the first sitting, and then she went to bed, and I watched a, like another hour, and then she watched 30 minutes of it with me the second sitting, and then okay. she went to bed again. So she caught the so, first 30, she, and then two, like she's watched two, two fifths. Mark. She's watched two fifths, but different parts. Different parts of this yeah. movie, yeah. Um, so I was watching it, and uh, this really um. This really kind of stroked the dad wave uh, bone. You know what I mean? I was just like, it "Oh, stroked your dad bone." Yeah. Uh, well, that's not the that's not the language I used, but uh, uh, I threw this on, and uh, I was I'm I'm with you. Like the first 15 minutes of this, I was like, "Oh," I said, "What is the majesty here?" Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was like, "Look, look at the the sweetest little boy of all time, the littlest man, just in his little hat and his little Padawan." Or his little rat tail. It's so what that's called, RJ. The the, the yeah. ponytail. It's a Q. His Q. His yeah. little Q. He's a real QT, if you if you ask me. This Damn. little guy walking around trying to be a grown up, but he's only two years old. He's like, ah. uh, you watch that and you're like, hey, that's pretty neat. And then uh, a a lot of the rest of the movie happens, but uh, this movie um did get me interested in history because like, i did an accomplished bertolucci i don't like i don't know if it's necessarily the the movie's achievement other than i was like i was like is this actually what happened in china uh and then i because I, I didn't know and then i looked it up i was like oh shit this is you, you didn't you didn't have like a you, you don't have like a china unit when you were in school like in grade yeah but that six? was in like grade six that was like you, 400 you, years well, ago how, how did you pass that. the t- you don't remember any of it i was in china when we took the test i don't remember i was gone i was you already there i said yeah, yeah. i said i lived you, it you didn't you didn't learn about like putting and one child policies i i remember <laughs> learning about one child policies and foot binding that was all see, they taught us that, about china that, see that's, that's what the, see it's not fucked up <laughs> that's, that's like... all they teach you about china is one yeah. child policies and foot binding <laughs> and, then, and then they do russia and they're like there's bears there and then you're like holy shit okay and then and then, and then they killed the royal family and that was really mean and you're like fuck no it wasn't otherwise was they keep coming otherwise, otherwise as people may have a letterbox note they keep they'll come back yeah well, so like when you abdicate, started... when you abdicate, you abdicate, you fucking you, yeah. you, you abolish the the fucking thing. You call yeah. it. Otherwise, you got like or you King, got Ch- King Chuck lingering. Yeah. Well, so like when we started this, Andrew's like, "Is this a real story?" I was like, "I'm pretty sure it is." What? And then, <laughs> my well, goodness, like, well, you guys, I, I didn't know what this movie was about. I was like, I don't know. I saw the cover all the time. I didn't look into it a, beforehand. Oh, and then we were watching. It. I was like, "Oh, this might actually be like an this actual movie's what." This movie's like three three years older than you both. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know what this movie was about. Yeah, China didn't exist (laughs) until recently for you. Wow. Uh, You went Uh, there one time. I I was there twice. And that's all it takes. Twice? Twice I I went there. Um, But uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Uh, well, it was like the recency, or it was like the year nineteen, the 1900s. I was like, oh, that's pretty soon. And she was like, well, what happened to these guys? I was like, well, I don't know. I haven't watched the movie yet. But I was like, I'm pretty sure. I was like, I think. What Mousy, happened? I was like, I think Mousy Tongue killed them all. And she was like, oh, really? I was like, I think. I was like, I don't know. Let me watch. Because that was no. what I was always under the look impression. How lo- look, look how much love he gave. He let them live and redeemed himself. He let himself. them live. Look, look yep. ki- how kind he was. Which, I, as I was watching it, it made sense to me. I was like, it would it would make sense 
for the People's Republic, like president or chairman, to be like, I'm not. It's like I am taking the power from the royals, but I'm not going to kill them because that would look bad. Take, because you take back the power. Yes, because you know that would look bad there because they're pretty. A lot of superstitions over in the uh, the Oriental Pearl over there, Jared. And the where? The Oriental Pearl. That's uh, the tower in uh, Shanghai. They call that the Oriental Pearl. It's got three big circles on it. Um, but uh, over there, there's a lot of superstitions. There's a lot of Zodiac stuff. There's a lot of... Uh, the, when they serve the turtle soup, they say, for longevity. And then you go, hmm. So I feel like if one of those leaders were to kill the royal family... That would enrage the people because they say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't want them ruling, but you can't kill them. They, uh, they got the the blood of the dragon in there or something, you know." So it's like you gotta leave these guys be. The fire blood. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> well, I know. I was just saying it, it made sense in the political strategy that uh, that the uh, Republican chairman were like, "Ah, let's leave these guys alive. Just uh, reform." Yes. Anyway, yeah. any, any, look, we were starting to. We have to uh, educate you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's a little bit of that in there. But anyways, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I, I didn't know what this movie was about. I just put it on and I watch it as well, as every week. Always. Yeah. Well, see, these are the things like this. This film kind of like just presents things like oh, and then there's communists and they kind of just move on past and that. Then they're there. But but there's different kind of communists. There's Maoists. There's like the that's like they think there's a very specific lineage of that. There's Leninists, RJ. Mm-hmm. Which ones are the good ones and which ones are the bad Marxist ones? Marxist I don't know. They're the star. Oh, okay. They're star. Okay. So, anyways, uh, I watched this movie and it did uh it did stimulate my mind to be like, hey, what's going on with history in China? And uh, I was like, maybe in the summer I'll audio book a Chinese history uh, story. Or something, because I was like, I feel like oldest culture in the world. I heard once from someone say, I feel like oldest civilization in the world is China, right? Or would it be right. like Middle East? What's the oldest civilization lots. in the world? Is it there's China? Many. I don't know. There's lots. Well, China's all... pretty old. Remember, yeah, remember this is like everything's like regional. Like the the yeah. entire like the entire idea of like nations. That's like pretty recent. In all, like, yeah, I don't reality. even mean nation. Like, I just mean, mean like, like city states, society. like ci- like city states, right? Like yeah. they, that's like a lot of places were just like, uh, every city state was like different. Um, and we've still got the the Vatican City. That's like its own little like country in a country. Uh, and then you like in Italy, like everyone's like, oh, what part of Italy are you from? It's like, completely different. Like it's a, I don't know the way that we're, we're right. I don't know. This is the weird thing about the internet is I think it in like globalization. I guess is it compresses things in weird ways uh mm. we're still wrapping her mind around well not me i got it all figured out you got it all figured out yeah. I, I was just looking up well you know uh i'm sure there's lots of good books you could read I'll, uh... i mean i i don't know i've uh like this isn't this isn't a cheery thing but like i've had the uh, the rape of nanking as a book on my reading well, for a long time. I mean, time. that's I, a, I know the great, story, yeah. but I was like, I was like, maybe I should get like an actual detailed like account of that thing, just so I know what I'm talking about when I, when I bring it up, all the time. So, not all the time, but it has come up in conversation once or twice. So there's that one, and then just like history of China, I, I thought would be cool because um, China is a cool place. Like when I was, 
which part? I guess the thing is like, because if you look at it, you're like, well, like overall, cause, I mean, it's like kind of looking at the history of like, even like uh, the United States. Uh, mm. Every like, there's like that overall like, uh, give me like the the summary. You could do one of like a France, and yep. I mean there is like these narratives uh, that get constructed for for a use, and mm. I just I think it's fucked. <laughs> I guess that like people is like I don't know like the fact that Andrew's asking like is it a true story? You're like well holy crap like that because I don't know how many people think that. What? Well, to be fair, like I didn't really tell her a lot about what this movie was. I just sure. turned it on, and she was like, <laughs> "It was just like, like Chinese emperors running around." And she's like, "Is this like a biopic? Is this a true story?" And I was mm. like, "Yeah, I think so." But uh, yeah, that that's not her fault. That was just uh, <laughs> me dro- dropping her in the deep end. It's like here you go, because. Oh, okay. <clears throat> but like, I mean, for me, I was like, I don't know. Maybe this is a biopic. I don't, I don't know what's fucking going on. So I looked it up and it's like a biopic and it's like, oh yeah, I guess it is. This is, this is, this is that deep research that we did. We went sure. to China, you went to China this week. Well, I've been there. So I, I, you, I mean, you, you just went. I was just there. I was just there. Yeah. And I'll go back. I'll do it again. Cause it's fun. Go to the silk market, get some silk. It's always cool. Go to the no. jade market, get some no. jade. What about some mooncake? Uh, I don't know if I had mooncake. You know? Yeah, well, I guess maybe it was out of season. It's a, I mean, it's a mid-autumn festival thing. I'm not sure when autumn is uh, there. I but... was never there in the fall. I don't yeah, know. you get some red bean cake? Yeah, red I had some pretty, red bean Red bean stuff. red bean stuff's pretty good. Yeah. I maybe, had some uh, good food. Maybe, maybe, all, food. maybe Ollie Granger can tell us more on Discord. But red beans? No. Yeah, there's all sorts of red bean stuff, you know? No. Yeah, yeah. So there's red beans, and that's cool. Uh, yeah, no. I well, well, I'm I'm glad to hear that uh, th- this is a mo- a rare movie that would entice you to want to learn more about the subject matter. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like, <laughs> like, I, said, somebody... I, I don't know if it's to credit the movie entirely, but I was like, I was like, at least it got cool. He got something out of it. I mean, yeah, what I did. Can, I did. Can, in comparison to every Criterion film that we watch that we've ever watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, it did. Uh, it did make me interested. I was just like, I was like, I should learn more about China just as a place because China's a big place and I've been there and I talk about it all the time. So maybe I should know what the hell I'm talking about. I don't talk about it all the time, but you know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you want to hear from people who hate this movie? I feel like it's going to be people who don't, uh, don't was, uh, know their Chinese you... zodiacs. Nah. Hey, wow, it's people who just uh, think it's boring. <laughs> maybe that's an outro thing. We can talk about Chinese zodiacs in the outro. Okay, because yeah. I know mine. What, what year are you? I'm I'm year of the pig, baby. Uh, I am year of the snake. But do you know your elemental? Because there's an extra level of this. You have so type in the exact year you were born, and then look up the zo- Chinese zodiac plus elemental because you can be earth, fire, wind, you know, like all that stuff. I am an earth snake. So you're a pig. Pigs are, I, I believe pigs are uh, regarded as very diligent in Chinese zodiac. Okay. Chinese zodiac earth snake. I looked this up a while ago and uh, I remember the earth snake thing being like basically all the traits it had was basically like you have autism and I was like oh I was like yeah that kind of checks out with me um, I see well 
check in with people who hate this movie. Oh, okay. H- half a star. We have Jared Brown. Oh, okay. Half a star. Why this one picks best picture? I'll never understand. I don't know. I don't know what was up for best picture of the year this came. Out. Uh, this seems like I'm, it's probably tells Oscar voters exactly what they want to know. They're like, "Wow, let's just strip it down. What a beautiful story of redemption." Oh, yeah. I mean, this person's favorite films aren't bad. It's like Close Encounters and True Lies. True Lies is pretty cool. True Lies is like kind of really pretty cool. Another half-star film of this person is The English Patient. So I feel like they have an agenda on what they're half-starring. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But they five-star Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves is good. No, I know. I'm just... But like they five-star Dances with Wolves, but they half-starred The English Patient. So... Yeah, I don't know. Those are some extremes. Uh, Let's see here. A lot of people are saying... This was Claire Evelyn, half a star. This was truly so boring and uncomfortable. There were some beautiful shots, but that was the only redeeming quality. Uh, Okay. Well, Claire Evelyn, I love cheesy rom-coms and the hot men that are in them, is what she (laughs) says. Yeah. Her favorite films are uh, Knives Out, Ass Onion, and Steel Magnolias. That's good. Uh, we have Bread Has No Taste, half a star. Okay. They depicted him as a degenerate longing for Western Night's Cry Cry. Fucking amazing soundtrack, by the way. Secondly, hey, look, here's your go. Here's the first. This is the one I was thinking of. This is exactly why you kill the royalty. So they cannot be legitimized again after being overthrown. This is exactly why the Romanov family was rightfully killed. Rightfully. <laughs> rightfully killed. Righteous any de- kill, hey? Any depiction of New China, no matter how anti-communist, leave me with pure hope and optimism that the bourgeoisie will pay one day and the people will finally be equal. I like the movie, though. <laughs> Wait, they liked this movie? They liked it! Half-star. Oh. <laughs> well, they also half-starred Chernobyl, which is kind of weird. Maybe because they, they thought it was too uh, anti-Russian. They didn't take yeah. uh, didn't take Russia's point of view. Probably. Uh... There's people who make some claims. Oh, yeah, here's one that, like, well, what? Kenny Madison, half star. Literally, why was there blackface? Maybe it's to reflect how awful the West is, but it was so just odd. Like, well, it was a, like, a British, like, club. And, yeah, people were doing fucking blackface even then. And it's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You would include it, I guess, as a detail of, like, yeah, that's weird. And I don't I mean, know why it's like this person would be like upset by it. I'm like that's like factually true that if they were doing like um you know jazz music and they're like well if you got a bunch of white guys doing it they they like to black up for it and you go oh but it's just there like you just kind of go oh shit it's the thirties again yeah <laughs> I mean I just I, I mean know. I know it's Weird. I know it's half, half a star. But... It's funny, me, it like, in these period pieces, it's like that's it's like you said, it's like that's what they were doing, right? This doesn't, like, it's this, I don't think this film depicts it as a celebration. No, it's kind of, it's yeah, showing it's, like, a, it's like weird... matter of it's matter of fact of like, yeah, yeah, is this is like what you would have seen at a club at this time, like, yeah, you've, yeah, you've seen it in like a fucking I think Hitchcock had it in one of like the early I, ones. I it's just think like it is anything more than that. I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and now you go, who boy. 
Yeah. Well, Kenny Madison has a podcast, two podcasts. Oh, okay. One is called the Lasso Cast, which, uh, uh, no, I'm not going to click the link. Um, no. But uh, they also have a podcast called Trek Wars. Jared. Say no more, please. Say no more. Can hey, what do you imagine think the, uh... somebody start uh, podcasting about Star Trek? Can you imagine? That would be a bad idea. Hey, um, what did you think of the fact that this is like all in English? Uh, I was fine with that because it, it allowed me to have a break from uh, reading. Having to read subtitles. Yeah, I didn't mind that yeah. at all. I didn't mind it at all. I know, like nowadays, people would be like, "Just let them speak Mandarin." You fuckheads. It's like, we'll read the subtitles. It's like, yes, I I would read the subtitles, but it was nice not to have to once. That's all. Um, I think the the um actor who played his wife, uh that's a uh, uh Josie from Twin Peaks. Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah, Josie, who gets trapped oh. in the wood. Uh oh, yeah. she apparently so she was born in Shanghai. And uh, she, uh, her and her brother raised during the Cultural Revolution. At the age of 14, she was discovered on the school rifle range by uh, Zhen Qing, the wife of leader Mao Zedong. Really? Yeah, and for excelling at marksmanship. For, whoa. What so do you this think her the, weapon well, so was? A rifle? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Uh, so the thing that I always like, like, I like about this stuff is this kind of bullshit of like, you know, in the worst, uh, uh, well, women have all these freedoms and stuff like that. She's like, oh, look at that. People are just fucking had them in, like in communist countries. It's like, oh, yeah, they do too. They're like just in positions of power. They're just doing stuff. It's not, it's not a big deal. We're patting yourselves on the back and like backsliding. Power are you in? Uh, pod man. I'm the pod man. I thought you were the flayed pod man. Sorry. The potter. Pottery. Oh, okay, interesting. It's my, it's my specialty. Yeah. Anyways, uh, any other anything funny about any of these posts? Uh, I mean, not, not really. as much. Do you want me to tell no. you more about China? Uh, oh, here's somebody named Kathy, uh, yeah. one star. He's set in China where everyone speaks fluent English and not a word of Chinese. Get over it. Teen emperors having sex if they're toes off as they make out in which there is a threesome and all that doesn't that's not what happens at all they're lying that's and all three of them are under a that's like two different scenes like in, yeah mm -hmm. no and are under blank the whole time how do they didn't suffocate is beyond me directed and written by an Italian man uh oh wow uh... Vincent Gregory Yu one star we need Xi Jinping to destroy every last tracing on it. Why? <laughs> Why? Why? Vin Why Vincent from the Philippines? Uh, well, uh, Vincent from the Philippines is a physician, poet, theater buff. Review and ratings. Okay, that's cool, man. I don't, uh, I don't know any go. of the shit that this person's. No, about. me neither. RJ, any final thoughts on the Last Emperor? Uh, one thing I thought they got wrong. They weren't eating watermelon at all in this movie. And let me tell you, Jared, when I was in China, China, there was watermelon out the ass. Every meal was served with watermelon. Every single meal. And I was like, hey, where's the watermelon? Where is it? 
Where's the uh, Let us know, folks. Let us know. Well, then. So I was like, I don't know about that. After the break, we're going to yeah. tend to our gardens with a Secret restful garden? life until the youths come <laughs> to suggest we kill ourselves. The monkey boys? Yeah. be correct too and they would be correct so i don't want to like um i don't want to disappoint the last emperor of the porcelain throne wow there you go that's pretty classy yeah that's pretty classy yeah, hey did you look can... up what did you look us up on itunes or google play or tumblr did you look up your chinese zodiac and its element no. did you look okay wait, what year were you born again 1942 right yeah yeah already told you in my I know well I know but I want to I want to see the element. the element here I got it I got it I got it oh my God. I'm on I'm on top of this I'm the water pig <laughs> he, he's a water pig all right let's see what it says about the water pig uh okay the water pig personality traits of the water pig uh, gentle, modest, and blunt. They can they cannot tolerate others to beat around the bush. They are very persistent and can make unremitting efforts towards their goal. Although they lack some talents, <laughs> they are willing to insist in order to succeed and can succeed via hard working. They have dual personalities and are easily influenced by others. They are responsible but very stubborn. Even if they make wrong decisions to do something, they will not stop until get big troubles. My English kind of got broken at the end there. No, no, notable famous water pigs. Chris oh, yeah? Hemmerth. Really? Nikki, Nikki Bella of the Bella Twins. Wow. That's kind of cool. Oh, man. You're the, great, the, the, the biggest water pig of them all. Which one? Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Really? Yeah. They got him, hey? Yeah. One of the water pigs. <laughs> One of wow. the water pigs. Oh, uh, uh, you water pigs and earth snakes. Like, I mean, like, uh, who, yeah. Oh, wow. Listen to this. Earth snakes. Audrey Hepburn. Hep. Grace Kelly. 
Taylor Swift, Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Anyways, it's, we got that going for us. It's something. It's something, all right. You can find us on Fart Tube, uh, Dump Tunes, uh, Shitcast, uh, Poop. <laughs> Fart um, and uh, dirty butt. No, I got their things. Have a have a sniff. <laughs> take, take a big whiff, my friend, because we're there, buddy. We're there next week, RJ. Yeah. Holy shit! Uh, we're watching Alex Cox's Walker from 1987. Are you familiar with a little actor by the name of Ed Harris? Ed Harris or Ted Harris? Ed Harris. Oh no! Yes, uh, I'm not, I'm unfamiliar with Ed Harris. You know oh no! Zan- uh, well, Ted. There is a moment in this. I yeah. feel like this podcast has been building to the last several years, and we're finally here. You'll this know it when you see. You'll know it when you see it. And uh, I, I wait. I await uh, a message from you when you see it. When what you if get I through, don't? You will. You oh, can't. Okay. You you will. You will. Anyways, uh, this is a, an odd one. It's an oddball. Walker, you said? Yep. Walker, 1987, baby. Okay, well, let me... Uh, mm-hmm. Is this on the channel? Hopefully. Okay, well, I'm, I got the app open right here. Let's see. Cirque. Walker, Texas. Ranger. Ranger. Uh, it does not appear... Thick. To be on the Criterion channel. Oh, beautiful. Terrific. Good. Not, wow. Yeah. There's it, When I search Walker, the first movie that comes up is Bronco Bullfrog. That, uh, that's definitely what I was searching for. Hey, Walker's also from 1987. What a dink. Well, maybe that's why they showed me Bronco Bullfrog. Yeah. Okay, let's well, see here. Well, we're going to go to the other. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe we're not watching anything this week. Uh, the the remake of Walker Texas Ranger is on Paramount Plus. Oh, that's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. Nice. Uh, this film with Ed Harris from 1987 called Walker is not available on any streaming services. That's great. That's great. So okay. uh, I guess this is the end of the podcast forever. Yeah. Good night, folks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Good night. Good no, night indeed. Can't watch movies ever again. No, we're done. We're done. We're absolutely done for. Bye. Uh. Poop. <laughs>